This episode of Video Game Apocalypse is brought to you by Bombas Socks. And you listeners can go to getbombas.com slash laser time to get 20% off your first order. And welcome to episode 303 of Vigigame Apocalypse. I am your host, Undead Mars Rover, Michael Raparez. Who else is here in the eternal Tyler Wilde Memorial Studio of the Airwaves with me? Editor-in-chief of MirandaAssWorship.org, Chris Antista. Jesus Christ. And <laughs> unromanceable party member, Matthew Allen. And joining us for the first time, it's special guest. Hi. Kayla from PNB. I am Kayla from PNB. Hi, Kayla I from PNB. I am the queen bee of the Laser Time community. Thank Aww. you. Kayla Thank Z you. from PNB, the queen bee of the Laser Time community? That's right. That's me. You did that way too easily. <laughs> I'd been thinking of it all day. All right. Do, do you want to use your, your last name or no? It's, it's pretty rad, so I'll say it. My last name is Zoombaum. Sounds like a Sal from the future. <laughs> <laughs> Feeling down in the dumps? Need some pep in your step? Try Zoom Bomb. <laughs> it's a very Lose. fast bomb. <laughs> Lose your legs in the Draxelian Wars? Try some. <laughs> 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 uh. oh. Wow, okay. Oh. Kayla, we should explain why you're on this show, because this is your ah, idea. Yes. You are to blame mm-hmm. for this show. It's Valentine's week. Yeah, it's the day and... after Valentine's Day when you're hearing this, at, at minimum. At minimum, Mm -hmm. unless, you know, you've got some things going on, which congratulations if you do. Uh, No. (laughs) So it's it's a big week. Just an apocalyptic week, you might say, because we've got uh, two competing visions of the apocalypse out at the end of this week. That's true. It's true. We've got a sequel to a game that came out, what, like 10 years ago with Crackdown 3? But we're not going to focus on any of that just yet. We're going to focus on Valentine's That's Day. Right. That's right. Because VGA is nothing yeah. if not for lovers. Valentine Game Apocalypse. That's what we <laughs> That's the VD That's in Valentine's for. Day. That's right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when, when you think of Valentine's Day, you think romance. Who does romance better than anyone else in the veggie game industry? Why? Bioware, of course. Oh, okay. Yes. So, Allegedly. Yeah, so this this was an idea that Kayla had. I mean, they certainly do it more than yeah. anyone else. Oh, absolutely. They are very entrenched in their romance. Yeah. Uh, they even put out Valentine's Day cards when games comes out, and you mm. can download them and print them. Oh, so nice. They are, they are keen, keenly aware of who their audience is for romances. Yeah. Uh, and it's men Oof. and women, so don't hate. There's no procreate. no better way to tell someone who you really are so they can run away screaming than saying, here, here's a video game-based Valentine card. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> but that doesn't matter to companies because nothing says I love you on this very special day like a WWE Seth Rollins <laughs> I love you green card, Corporate which totally exists. Like, those totally exist. Of course. Well, he won the rumble. Why wouldn't they? <laughs> he won the he won the rumble, honey. <laughs> <laughs> he was uh, part of the shield. <laughs> uh, yes, but I hate this holiday, and I'm glad I'm single. 
Yeah, yeah. I, might, I might have to print out one of those Bioware cards because uh, at the, as of this recording, I've got less than 24 hours to come up with something to do for Valentine's Day ah. because, ah. like every year, I don't give a shit and put it off. But then I realize at the last moment, like, I should make some sort of gesture. So I'm very yeah, romantic. He just made an extremely rude gesture in, in <laughs> Diana's general direction. I would never. <laughs> she sometimes um. listens to this. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to listen now. I'm going to make her. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh. You know what chicks love, Michael? What do they love? Build a bear. Build a bear. Being called Build chicks. A bear. I'm sure that's one of the things at the top of their list. Chicks, I mean eight year olds of, of any gender. Uh, all right. Well, I promise there's a point to this show, and it is. Uh, we are going to be covering in our top five the top five Bioware romances as chosen by Kayla with minimal interference from us. Maybe Ladies a little choice. bit of interference. Ladies' choice. I- I pushed back hard on a couple of your choices, yes. and I got real yes. upset with one of them. It so, got intense. It was it was worse than Game of the Year. The oh liberations my. up in here. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. There was some words said. Yes, oh, you can't. Yeah, I am. I am deep in the Bioware lore. <laughs> words such as, okay, that's fine. If you guys Whatever. want, did, did we decide if that my Earth Not Rex fan fiction doesn't count? <laughs> no, does not count. <laughs> and if you want, you can open up Spotify and look for Laser Time's erotic fan fiction playlist yeah. that we made a couple years ago. Oh, I think I might. In the community. <laughs> yeah. So I posted that back up on the Facebook oh, group. Oh, goodness. That's, that'll yeah. never come back to haunt us. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I see no possible way. We, t- we took erotic fan fiction written by anonymous people and then put our names on it. <laughs> oh, Wonderful. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, great idea. Fantastic. Well, you know, if anybody wanted to read some erotic fan fiction, they would have some music to read it, too. There's nothing wrong with that. Sure. <laughs> if it has Chris in it, sure. Why not? Why not? Why absolutely not? I mean, his ass isn't too bad, ladies. I mean, I've right. touched it. <laughs> it is totally not bad. She's seen my ass in person. Hmm. Yeah, I've touched his ass. I tried to put a $100 bill in it one day oh during packs. Yeah. Don't ask me. It, me and Casey got drunk. <laughs> oh. yeah. It wasn't demeaning at all. I'm serious. It wasn't. I loved it. No, Chris loves being an object. Yeah, seriously, it never happens. <laughs> um. Well, I think I think Bioware uh, bringing it back around, even before they were known for romance, uh, that it was making its way into their scripts pretty regularly. In fact, uh, we've got a special guest here, HK forty seven. What is love? Definition: Love is making a shot to the knees of a target one hundred and twenty kilometers away using an Aerotech sniper rifle with a tri light scope. Statement: This definition, I am told, is subject to interpretation. Obviously, love is a matter of odds. Not many meatbags could make such a shot. And strangely enough, not many meatbags would derive love from it. Yet for me, love is knowing your target, putting them in your targeting reticle, and together achieving a singular purpose against statistically long odds. Deep, man. Wow. Never tell me the I odds, love, kid. I love HK so much. <laughs> <laughs> He's great. Everybody loves HK. Meatbags. Mm-hmm. Me bags. He was a highlight of that game. Indeed. Yeah. And he's named after a gun. Oh, is he? I assumed it was like HK-47. Heckler and Koch. I thought it was just a reference to Hong Kong. But no. All right. Well, cool. In that case, uh, 
Let's take a little break, and when we come back, we will dig into these right after this. Thank you for listening, good people. Are you warm enough? How are your feet? Woohoo! This episode is brought to you by Bombas, baby. Bombas, a sock that has been carefully crafted to improve on years of sock complacency. The Bombas people spent two years in research and dev in order to give you a better sock at a better price. Who wants to think about getting socks? I know mine are covered with holes and I have to throw them out on too regular a basis. But the Bomba socks have advanced blister protection for your heels and a technology for helping stocks stay up so you can avo- avoid those creepy run and simpy sock guards. Even better, for every pair you buy, one pair is donated to the homeless. And that's a good thing because socks are the most requested items at homeless shelters nowadays. Bombas offers you a 100% customer satisfaction guarantee and should you have any problem, Bombas will send you new socks or provide you with a full refund. Hey, maybe you'd like to get started right now now and get 20% off your first order and you can do that by going to getbombas.com slash laser time once again that's getbombas.com slash laser time to get 20% off your first order and we're back to talk about what bioware romances yes most bioware love, romances love, love is a many spender thing uh, black <laughs> you can say that all you want uh, young man bletch from meet yeah. the feebles no, he's uh, just quoting Love Kathy. stinks. Renown Don't Trump. at me. But uh. seriously, please at me. I'm <laughs> Poor Chris. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I just I do think it's weird that Bioware spent I think like like a full decade being synonymous with how you approach like a, a romantic relationship in a game, yet I don't feel like I've heard them mentioned in that conversation in like 5 years. Yeah, I don't think mm. Anthem has romance options, does it? It, it better. Not. I want to see robots fucking. Yes, I want to fuck it while flying. <laughs> I got a site. I can send you a link after the show. Oh, okay. Uh, That's what that game's about, right? I haven't been paying very close attention to the previous uh, coverage. I don't think you're robots. <laughs> no, it's like, what's that, uh, battle No, suits? you're people in suits. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's because, like, after Mass Effect 1, mm-hmm. um, after that whole stupid sex, whatever, rape, Sex box? Sex box. Because mm-hmm. um, it was in there before Bioware, and no one ever brought it up with like Jade Empire or KOTOR. No one brought up the romances because it wasn't a thing. But mm. once like you got into Mass Effect, where you are a fully formed character with voices and everything, and they showed you more of it, I think mm-hmm. that's when the conversation showed up of like, oh, Bioware does romances. They do them a lot. And then after two... People are like, all right, fine. And then, you know, it's just part of their structure of games. Yeah, now I that think they so. have it it gives you it gives you an anchor to the story. And I think once they stopped limiting your choices of any kind, there was nothing else to say. It's just now it's just the real world. I can pursue anyone I want. Yeah. And they have the power to say yes or no. Mm-hmm. And some characters do. There are there are characters in Mass Effect Andromeda that are just like I'm not into you or you know Dragon Age where they'll let their free flag fly and they don't care but why I'm perfect I have my own podcast Uh, I talk about oh wait which game (laughs) (laughs) see you have that problem Chris but I do not and I podcast well was there a point there was a point where I want to say most of the characters that they would they would have gay options were mostly bisexual and then at one point wasn't there a, like a, a line where it's just like no that character is absolutely gay and you just can't you can't romance them there were a few yeah there were yeah. a few like Dragon Age 2 had a lot of bisexual romances like they either or 
really like hard left or hard you know there wasn't like oh they only do ladies right. or they only do men like pretty much every romance option in Dragon Age 2 was bisexual right yeah. right which within, is fine by Inquisition, but they were all there, awful there romance that were straight up like relationships nope. <laughs> right and I, I, I hope that more games go in the direction of Saints Row 4 and Assassin's Creed Odyssey, where it's just like, you know what? Everyone who's romanceable is romanceable by anyone. Who cares? And and is a button press away. Sure. Unless you're motherfucking Keith David. Yeah. In which case, you cannot <laughs> romance him. I know you want, but I don't. <laughs> I always try. I ain't nobody. And I think that would actually be a detriment to having like a romance system in a, in a game for it to be like Saints Row or I mean I liked Odyssey's romance stuff like yeah. don't get me wrong mm. like I make Cassandra pretty much bang anybody I can <laughs> uh, because it's Cassandra she's amazing Except um, me, damn it! <laughs> me, I wouldn't be me. Um, well, you were you were complaining earlier, Matt, that uh, like a lot of the ways that these systems are set up, it's just kind of like right. Well, it, you're you're being guided along a, a path of guesswork and trying to figure out. Okay, so which which response will generate the desired right. outcome? At, at least Assassin's Creed is obvious about it, where there's icons saying this is this will get you to the romance path and mm-hmm. this will not. Uh, whereas that was one problem I, I had with Bioware a lot is it did feel like I was interfacing with systems where I was, I was instead of trying to be romantic, it was just being manipulative. Like, I know if I say this thing, this will put me further down the path to romance. This and will, will fill like the me. points bucket. Yes, exactly. Not anymore. So in Dragon Age Inquisition, mm. they do have the heart symbol for romance. Ah, okay. Yeah. Like there are symbols like this is to be flirty. Right. Because they figured out, like, people are not that smart. <laughs> <laughs> but but even then, it, More than know, likely. It, was, it was either that but, or a boy yo 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 sound. Yeah. <laughs> but even then, it was, it was yeah, always Luga's like... Yeah, come out, and it's just oh. all... Yep. It was like, if you but brought I, them on enough missions, and then if you talk to them enough, eventually you could romance them, where you would sit there and just say, okay, I'm just, I'm going to bring this character on every mission, whether I like them or not, in terms of, like... They're what they add to the combat and things like mm-hmm. that because I want them to be in my romance mm-hmm. options. So sometimes it would kind of pigeonhole into, well, here's the party I have. No, we have to we have to be a husband and wife power couple. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm, I'm I, planning out our future. It was like bad Fire Emblem. <laughs> oh God. Mm. Uh, yeah. No, in Inquisition you don't oh, have to do that. Emblem. It's uh, set by like times in the mission. Mm. Like you don't have to bring them along. You can do their side quests if you want, um, but you can also flirt with them in dialogue outside of the missions and just in the world. Like, wait, you, you mean I never have thing. to see my significant other? This is perfect. This Amazing. is just like real life. <laughs> it's just like real life. No, but it wasn't tied to you bringing them with you whenever, like all the time. Like you could romance that person outside of taking them in. But I can't imagine why you'd ever not want this person in your party. Number five. So, listen, I've caught the hints. I get what you're saying. You want to ride the bull. Can't say I blame you, but I'm not sure you know what you're asking. Not sure if you're ready for it. Oh, I'm ready for it. See, you say that, but you really don't know what that means. So why don't you show me? Last chance. <laughs> Did he seal the deal by pouring a bowl of cereal? <laughs> I should have. I should have posted the link of the dwarf guy version of that because it's it's just as funny 
if not more funny to me, is hearing a dwarf male doing the exact same dialogue as the female. (laughs) Would you settle for a human male? You're a damn fine inquisitor. I hope this made it a little easier for you. It's certainly been more enjoyable. I don't know about easier, though. Some parts have certainly gotten harder. (laughs) Oh, you think... I get it. It's a dick joke, right? It's a dick joke. That scene required the Married with Children serial audience. That was was awesome. The vocal vocal stylings of Freddie Prince Jr., everybody. Yes. Star of such classics as She's All That. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and um, Mass Effect 3, where he plays as NPC, who has this weird flirtation with Mm. (laughs) Femship. And I I love this guy, Iron Bull, Dragon Age Inquisition. No, no. It's the Iron the Bull. The Iron Do Bull. Do not forget the article. All right, all right. The Iron Bull from Dragon there Age Inquisition, because he is a a hulking Kunari ogre-looking motherfucker with like an eye patch and huge horns, and he might be one of the most uh, sensitive and attentive lovers you could possibly have. <laughs> he is woke as fuck. So if I agree, how does this work? Outside this room, nothing changes. You're the Inquisitor. You're the boss. I will never hurt you without your permission. You will always be safe. If you're ever uncomfortable, if you ever want me to stop, you say Kato, and it's over. No questions asked. It's a little unnerving that you have this down to a system. Systems are comfortable, and my goal is for you to get very comfortable. <laughs> this all coming from a guy who looks like a combo of Babe the Blue Ox mixed mm-hmm. with Tim Curry's Devil from Legend. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. And there's no that safe word only works like before the keto diet because that could totally get confused. <laughs> I, I also like that there, there is a, a possible scene where like if you suggest something like we may not both make it through this, and he's like Kato, like he he doesn't want to hear that from you, so he says the safe word. Okay. Yeah, and even in um. The Trespasser DLC, like, you have to kind of distract him while his his mercenary band is trying to give him a dragon skull as a gift. Because they're like, I don't know, it's, <laughs> I guess it's his birthday. So you, you talk about, like, this merchant who has, like, whips and chains in their shop. And he's like, yeah, I'm down, let's do it. And like, <laughs> of course he is. And what about marriage? And he's like, I mean, if you want, but, <laughs> like, tying down, we already... You talk about tying down. He thinks you're actually talking about tying him down. He's like, yeah, okay, we can do that later. And she's like, no, I meant like marriage. And he's like, uh, if you want. like Boring. I guess. <laughs> he's like, I, okay. Seems you're ashamed to waste my talents on marriage, but okay. <laughs> oh, by the time that DLC goes around, it, it, you've been together for years. There's even like a playful banter about the his little mercenary band, like disbanding and joining the actual inquisition but then he gets these sad puppy dog eyes and they just can't handle it (laughs) so he is he's for what you see in the other dragon ages with kunari Mm -hmm. is they're very standoffish they don't let anybody in they're sort of like even with sten who is a party member who when you first deal with the kunari in origins there is no emotion there. Like maybe he calls you like Kadan, which is for him family or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he find you find out he likes cookies. No, <laughs> yeah, it's so cute. And in two, they're they're a complete villain. Like no. they are emotionless bastards who just want to murder everything because you your friend has done something incredibly stupid. 
but in Inquisition, you find out they're very like they can be super intuitive. They can be nuanced. They can have feelings because they are people too. And he is super woke because his lieutenant is transgender. Uh-huh. You know that he saves, and that's how he loses his eye. Is that people find out that Krem has female gender uh, mm. genitalia, and they are going to do something incredibly bad, and no. he tries to stop it, and he loses his eye. Aww. His whole band is is full of misfits and you know outcasts, but they're really good at what they do, and he makes them his family. And there's even a mission where you can you can destroy his family, and in turn. He will turn on you, hmm. not in the main game, but in the in a DLC. He will actually betray you, whether you are in a relationship or not. Because huh. you've convinced him that the Kuhn is the best and fuck everything else. And y'all are not worth it. And, you know, but if you do save his family and you do risk an alliance with the Kunari, like he is on your side hmm. and he will be on your side until the very end. He, and that's if you're his lover or not. He reminds me of another uh, Bioware character that I think actually this might be sort of wish fulfillment. He does remind me of Drac. You know, he's kind of like the big the big heavy, mm-hmm. whereas you never got the option of romancing Drac, right? And so I think I think Bowl is their direct response of like, yeah, people wanted to romance the heavy and to have this guy have like this super sensitive side that you would not expect out of this big hulking character he also has a surprising number of comic scenes written around him uh, and i found this one i think it was like labeled the best iron bull scene on youtube sorry to disturb your rest inquisitor but our fortify uh, oh sweet maker colin <laughs> how's it going is the inquisitor awake i thought perhaps we oh this is actually um yeah uh, um I- i'm so sorry I cannot move my legs. Is something the matter? Ah! Oh, for fuck's sake. Do you see this? No. So, I take it. <laughs> Actually, he's the one who's been taking it. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so it's a morning after thing where, like, all these other characters just keep walking in and seeing you together naked. Uh. And this is when you actually confirm to everybody else, like... No, I'm not just fucking bull. Like, we're together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're and an item. he's what I want. And everybody's like, all right, cool. Yeah, all right. Like, like is this going to be a problem? Yeah. And they're like, eh, no, it's just a surprise. And they're like, okay. Yeah, fine. <laughs> Great. Yeah. But, yeah. But, but yeah. he is he is an amazing character to have in a game, period. Mm-hmm. He's just a great written character. Yeah. And the people who write for Bioware, they know what they're doing. Uh I think a husband and wife is an editor and a writer on that Dragon Age team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patrick and Karen Weeks. And Patrick is a published author. And his, his books are amazing. Uh, if you ever if you can find them, they're great. All right. I, I still so. can't get over that this is the guy who's married to Sarah Michelle Gellar, a.k.a. Buffy the Vampire Slayer in real life. Mm. I know, right? Happily, yeah, happily married. Yeah. They're so cute Freddie Prince Jr. Oh, yeah, Freddie Prince Jr. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that was the actor. Okay. Former wow. WWE Damn. writer Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> right. back, the one and the same. Yeah. Wow. His career's been all over the place. Yeah. yeah and then they keep bringing him back, and they keep giving him pretty okay characters. James Vega was okay, but he wasn't the best character, but he was, you know, a good party banter to have. 
but Iron Bull really like, oh, I'm bringing him back and he's really good. And you're like, yes, okay, thank you. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah, I think uh, Iron Bull might actually be one of my favorites on this entire list. So I, I, you, we can chalk up uh, putting him at number five to, like, let's start off with a fun entry. He's the novelty entry for sure. Yeah, kind of. Like, I, I don't know, you'd actually take this guy home to mom, but. Uh, yeah. I would. Yeah, okay. My mom would be okay with that. All right. Sometimes you got to grab the bull by the balls, Michael. <laughs> or the horns, whichever. Mm. All right. Well, here, this next one, uh, I think, uh, is, is our fault. Number four. This may be the last time I will have a chance to talk to you. I just want you to know that I... That I... 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 I care for you. I do not know why. I do not know if anything will be possible, or if you even return what I feel, but I do know it is there. I am sorry if this upsets you. I am so sorry if I am wrong, but I cannot deny what it is that I feel. Just start off by apologizing for... For confessing. Anyone know who this is? This is Juhani yeah. from KOTOR 1. This is, this is Juhani, yeah. And as far as I'm aware, the first gay character written for Star Wars. Yes. And yes. possibly for a Bioware game. I'm not sure, but... Uh, Where were the protests then? Well, uh, yeah, because I don't, I don't remember hearing any in Baldur's Gate 2. Mm, yeah. Because I tried looking for, uh, for Baldur's Gate 2 character, and I found one, and she... No. Uh, but yeah, Johanny is your fir- is the first female uh, like lesbian in a Bioware game that I remember, uh, and you do not know that she loves you until the very end of that game. Literally, you could play that game yeah. for forty hours, and then at the forty hour mark, she's like, "Oh, I love you. Yeah, you I can, care about you a lot." You could like, say uh, you even okay. got off on the wrong foot together. I am Johanny, and this is my grove. This is the place of my dark power. This is the place you have invaded. When I embrace the dark side, this is where I sought my solace. It is mine. You invaded her grove. That's not cool. Uh, she She's a, a Jedi who's turned to the dark side, and you have to go and find her, and she's basically set up on Dantooine's equivalent of that creepy cave from Dagobah where Luke Skywalker fights a pretend Darth Vader. Yeah, she thinks she's killed her master, mm-hmm. uh, and doing so, she has turned herself to the dark side by doing it, even though she did it on accident. And the master is not even dead. I harnessed true power when I struck down my master, Quatra. Power enough to crush the life from someone such as you. Or so I had thought. Hmm, yes. Yeah. And then she gives herself to your service. So Mm -hmm. as it were, and you hear all about her past. Yeah. And she's a cat lady. She is a cat lady. Uh, She's a cat lady. it, It says something about... Uh, this game that I think I, I played the shit out of it, and I'm not sure I was even aware that there were possible romance paths until much later. So, if yeah, if you're playing as a woman, you can romance either Karth or uh, Juhani, and if you're playing as a dude, I think your your option is just Bastila. Yep, yep. they were at that point like they were very much like eh, maybe okay. Romances, yeah. they're cool, right? And and they're extremely chaste romances where it's just like you get like that confession of love like you heard at the beginning. It wasn't even love, just I care for you. And, yeah, and, well, for Johanny, but yeah. for Karth and Bastila, they, they do say that and you can kiss Bastila. Mm. Uh, but with Karth, it's more like antagonism at the very beginning because you're stuck with him on a planet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And you're, he's like, God, you're bossy. Just fuck off. Yeah, I hate and you. then he threatens to spank you at one point. And you're like, yeah, all right, cool. Yeah. Well, 
So actually, yeah, um, I was reading up on the character, and I guess in the first release versions of the game, you could romance her as either sex, but they then fixed that, saying it was mm. a bug, where they only ever intended for you to romance her if you were a female character. Interesting. Yeah, because oh, people used to think she was bisexual, and then it was like, no, no, that was just a bug. Yeah, well, I think I think she has other uh, women in the Jedi Order that she's very close to. Mm. It's very repressed. It is. It's extremely As repressed. Jedis are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Yep. As Jedi's in the mid two thousands kind of were, uh, but yeah, it's uh, but it's she's a trailblazer, goddammit, and she made it into sure, our favorite LGBT characters ages and ages ago. Oh, yeah. uh, when we first started this show, I think we did that in our our early like double digit episodes. Oh, oh wow, yeah, that was a long ass time that was like ago, forty years ago. It was. I'm an old man, man. now. <laughs> Been doing this for ages. I can't even remember. Um, oh, yeah. But anyway, speaking of games of that generation, let's jump along to... Number three! There is talk of approaching bandits and you bother me with unsubtle advances. How very like you, Gao. No doubt a tactic learned from your criminal father. That is one of the characters that we're about to talk about. Uh, Speaking to Gao, a character played by Nathan Fillion, of all people. Gao the Younger. Yeah, one of the the biggest sleepwalk roles of his life, I think. Yeah, this was like literally probably like a 10 minute, mm-hmm. 10, one, 10 minutes worth of uh, talking that he had to do. Oh, uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. This is still the second thing I ever, ever found Nathan Fillion in after Firefly. So I was so oh, excited. Wow. This is sort of the forgotten Bioware game, too. Kind of, yeah. This is Jade mm-hmm. Empire. We're talking about. Yeah, yeah it, is, it is a forgotten game. Um, but I covered this on uh, Grind Forever last year because... We needed to, and I love that game so much. <laughs> also, it's on tablet. I don't know if it, you can really call it forgotten one. Fans of it won't shut up about it, Matt. They need to make another one. <laughs> it's great. It's the Kung Fu it's a good game. game. That's true. That. That's true. Uh, but no, it, it's it's cool. And uh, this is actually the the particular romantic outcome we're going to talk about. So that was Dawn Star, one of the romanceable female characters you heard talking earlier. This is- I am Don Star. <laughs> you are romance yeah, me. Don Star. D O N S T A R R. I immediately went spaceballs and went Don Star. Oh, Only one ooh. man dare gives me the raspberry. Don Star. But this is an outcome that actually rewards indecision, because you can you can romance both Silk Fox and Don Star following along their respective romance paths. And uh, at several points, you will be asked to choose one or the other, and you can keep putting off the decision and putting it off and putting it off until finally Silk Fox comes to you and you have this exchange. We consoled each other. Don Star and I started talking. After they thought you were dead. to know each other better. Yep. We learned a few things about you, about how we felt about you. If you had to make a choice between me and her, would you... Could you? Who would it be? And so you're like, nope! And she's like... Ah, it's just like we thought. Poor, poor, lovable man caught by feelings he can't stop. I never imagined that I'd love someone like you. And neither did I. So yes, uh, Silk Fox is... Oh, I, I still love you, and Dawnstar loves you too. And So of course there's only... There's only one path we can take to resolve this situation. Yeah. 
Bone chicka bow bow. Interesting. I'm going to bone both of you. <laughs> this is the only time. You could say yeah. good things come to those who wait. Ooh. This oh. rarely works yeah, in real life. You could call this a little dick. <laughs> Interestingly, by that point, if you do try to choose between one or the other of them, uh, they will end the romance plot line because uh, they'll be so close to each other at that point. It's like, no, you'll you'll just hurt her feelings yeah. if you pick me. Nothing so this kills is, a good threesome like done. choosing, like pay, playing favorites. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we all know that. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, no. Seriously, I'm I assuming do actually that's why I've that. never had one. <laughs> <laughs> You just have to spread your arms and close your eyes and walk in a vague direction of both of them. Yep. Yep. (laughs) So this is the only time that Bioware has ever done a menage romance. Uh, I know Mm. because I've tried in multiple games to see if it would work. And all those times, they both were like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> and walked you away. You were not buying the right pillowcases. Mm. I was not. (laughs) I I actually tried this in Mass Effect 1 with um, Caden and Liara. I know kill me but whatever mm. the same guy who boasts Carthanassi cor- uh, voices uh, Caden Alenko uh, so that explains that it. was it for me oh. uh, yeah Caden's a huge prude fuck that guy <laughs> uh, yeah except for in Dr- Mass Effect 3 he turns gay oh well okay yeah. good for him I guess for being I honest I know right I tried to also romance Ashley as a female and that did not happen and I was very upset uh, yeah uh, but no, they can't. Like you can't choose; you have to pick one or the other. And I was like, "But wait, Jade Empire said I could pick two. <laughs> and in Jade Empire, it's females not only bread, have one romance option, hmm. which is stupid. <laughs> I mean, one plausible one: you could romance the ginormous drunk man who kills people, mm-hmm. or the skinny other drunk man who kills people, or the old weird yeah, doctor. Is, so it's like, is uh, this wish fulfillment or not? No. Who wants just one wife? Look, it's just too awkward to try to do sex scenes with like the you know computer characters with multiple partners. There, it's mm-hmm. a, it's only the one they on don't one. Don't show you know? anything. When we when we get next gen romance options, we can only have two people in the scene at one time. Your Xbox <gasps> or P- PS3 at the time just couldn't handle that. Mm-hmm. So no, it had to reset itself every time Caden Malenko had to wipe his brow off his shiny forehead. <laughs> God, everyone was so shiny. <laughs> Uh, or there was not enough memory, so you couldn't holster your fucking gun. Uh. So interesting story about that uh, the Jade Empire romance is it's it's funny to me that uh, I didn't know about this, but I somehow did know that it's like oh you can do like a girl on girl romance in that game with I think Silk Fox, and yes uh, that I I had I, I found this out because I got assigned an article very early on. Uh, at Games Radar, that was like top seven girls kissing girls. I'm like, ugh, fine. I'll, I'll, I'll try to have you fun did. with it's this. Games Radar. Yeah, yeah, whatever. I'll, I'll try to do this. And uh, it was the second top seven. Yeah, it was. It was, and and remained a, a very solid performer for hey, years. Hey, hey, let's be fair to everyone. Top or bottom seven. All right. Mm-hmm. No judgments either mm-hmm, way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you could do switch. It doesn't matter. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's true. But uh, so we actually. Like my, our boss had somebody that he knew at Bioware that he like reached out to them because uh, when you go in for the kiss in Jade Empire, it fades out before you actually make contact. And he's like, "No, I, yeah, I can get you a screenshot of the the two models kissing from that scene, no problem." And so we we got that and ran it. I think it was a little more than that because first of all, that was also my first paid assignment from Games Radar was to take an Xbox home and play up to that point. Oh Jesus. 
so we could, well, it was fine because I'd never played it before. I thought it's it, a I, good I, game. Like it's as your first assignment, yeah. playing through Jade Empire, it was, yeah, okay, it was that's not pretty bad. Good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now I would I would piss and moan all day. It's just but, a uh, lot for a screenshot that we didn't use. <laughs> uh, but for <laughs> for true. a video that we did use, but ah. they, what they ended up doing is they sent they sent the unedited version because that girl on girl kiss right. was so controversial back mm. then uh, that they had to fade it out. And what what's what's awesome about it? I think GR still has the only version. Yet uh, the person, the sweet person at Bioware, captured the video, left his mouse pointer right in the middle of their face. <laughs> 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 oh, that's awesome. That's funny. Uh, I'm pretty sure he did that on purpose. <laughs> <sighs> could, uh, be, could be. I feel like the, the fading to black on the kiss was sort of, that's all they did for a while. When when did they first start showing the skin in the sex scenes? Was Mass, uh, Mass Effect 1. That was Mass mm-hmm. Effect 1, okay. Yeah. That was Mass yeah, Effect it, 1. It was just like you'd see the side of a hip or something. Yeah, yeah you'd see no, one you third of the contour of an boob. ass. Mm. You saw... Side ass That's and side boob. Yeah, which is so funny because then, like, playing Witcher three years later, where there's a ton of scenes with, like, mm-hmm. full frontal nudity. And he's yeah. just, like, walking and talking to people about this. He's like, hey, what's going me- on? Oh, you're me- naked. Oh, I'm so sorry. Meanwhile, you're reminding me that all the sex scenes in Dragon Age Origins were just, like, people wearing burlap bikinis. Right. And, like, this yes. is terrible. <laughs> Why does... no Nobody has clothed sex. Just, like, just cover it up with scenery, whatever. And why would your bikini be burlap? Have you ever felt burlap? Oh, you know what? <laughs> Fucking it, medieval underwear, man. They didn't have underwire back then, okay? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't mean you have to make your underwear out of straw. Mm. Jesus Christ. They had it's much linen. tougher leathery skin in the Middle Ages. It's linen. Mm-hmm. It's, it's easier for sweat to wick off. Sure. It looks like burlap. Proven fact. It's gross. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's Whatever. rags. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it looks like they, they cut part of a sail up and said, oh, this will be fine. I'm going <laughs> to hang this over my junk. Well, speaking of sex in Dragon Age Origins... Number two. Oh, um, uh, hello. I, uh, I'm glad to see your harrowing went smoothly. They picked me as the Templar to strike the killing blow if if you became an abomination. It's nothing personal, I swear. I, uh, I'm just glad you're all right, you know? And uh, I'm glad that I'm uh, here to stammer at you in a very uh, charming uh, Hugh British Grantian way. fashion. Yes, uh, 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 rather, I sound a bit like Hugh Grant in this role. <laughs> so, Kayla, this is your moment to shine. you got to I... explain to me, why is Colin on this list? Okay, Colin Rutherford is the first Templar that you actually talk to in Dragon Age Origins. If you are a female mage, which is either a elf or a human, there is flirtation there. Mm. In the very beginning, and you're like, let's talk later. And he is a bumbling idiot. <laughs> and it's so fucking adorable because he's so naive. So that's what girls then... like, huh? Bumbling idiots. Got it. <laughs> he's so cute. Yes. 40 years in, that is absolutely what mm-hmm. girls like. Yes, it's yes. proven out It's a very attractive time. feature right, in middle aged right, right. men. <laughs> all right. Since Dragon Age Origins came out, there has been ton of like Cullen. Like l- love fanfic and fan art, as far as the eye can see, because he's not—he's not Alistair, who I could have put on to, and it would have been totally justifiable. Um, but Cullen works his way through the Dragon Age trilogy, and he grows with it. Um, in Dragon Age Origins, you first meet him as a mage. He—he uh, he has this like crush on you, and you can flirt with him and stuff like that. Yeah, and then you go he also back seems to, to have him. some sort of problem with mages. 
I think his his order is kind well, of Templars, opposed to them. Templars, yeah, absolutely. So Templars are tasked by the Chantry, which is like the Dragon Age version of Church, to like mm-hmm. guard slash protect slash hunt down yeah. mages. They're like prison it's, wardens for mages. If you escape the tower, we will hunt you down and kill you. Like those are, yeah. Or they or Templars are just guards for Chantries. Yeah. Um. But in the circle, they are there to to guard people from Templar uh, from the mages. And having a mage and a Templar fall in love and have babies is a no-no. But it does happen. I I have Um, a a clip uh, that seems to illustrate this being problematic. Sifting through my thoughts, tempting me with the one thing I always wanted but could never have. Using my shame against me, my ill-advised infatuation with her. A mage of all things. Someone was quite a little heartbreaker when they were an apprentice. My, my. I am so tired of these cruel jokes. Yeah, stop making fun of him. <laughs> yeah, so that's when you go back to the circle. Hmm. Uh, and if you are a female mage, he does say that. And you're like, oh, wow. He yeah. he and I, uh, I'm banging Alistair now. That's great. Cool. <laughs> <Sweet>. <laughs> or you're banging Zevron, who was the elf that just spoke. And he's also hilarious uh, to romance. But yeah, in Dragon Age Origins, you know, you get that first taste of Cullet. And then in two, he shows up and he's angry because mm. of Origins. And you see him grow from he was naive and now he's just angry. He's emo Cullen. He reminds me of, of me in my 20s. Got it. Mm. Yeah, he's he's you in your 20s, Matthew. Sure. And that is why you are so lovable today. I, I was, in, I in, your was 20s not anymore. emo in my 20s. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe um, you. And, you know, you talk to him and Actually, if you import that character, the female mage character who is uh, a human, they're related distantly to Hawk, the main protagonist. Mm. And you can actually ask him and he'll talk about he'll say, like, yes, she was an amazing woman. You know, I I knew an ML. She was an amazing woman. And he still kind of has feelings. And through that course, of that game game, he figures out, like, uh, the Templars are fucking like these people are crazy and everything's going to shit and what the fuck is going on and then in three you pick up he's joined the inquisition and when they revealed that colin was a romanceful character for dragon age inquisition i was at that panel at pax east and that place went nuclear <laughs> and, and that's it, because he'd never been a romance option before right because you were telling he me like never been a romance yeah. option and there was such like such a clamor for him to be a romance option they were like cullen we need cullen you know if you if you played female mage like you know we need cullen and i was also the same panel that ducktales was released and it was pretty much on par with ducktales announcement (laughs) that's how crazy it was oh i love video games cullen we need cullen (laughs) ducktales we need romanceable ducktales like Seeing it, like I was at that panel too. Who when they, when they Hi, announced laddie. that I'm 20 years your senior, you can't romance yeah, me. There you go. Yeah, but I'm not but fucking that awful hag Dewey. Dragon Age Twitter <laughs> went Gross. ballistic. Went ballistic when oh, they wow. found out that they could romance. So, so this was just wish fulfillment over the course of the series. Oh, it was, yeah. and people, people, years in the making. People, fans had no doubt been shipping for years at this point. Oh right? yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay. Like. Okay. Like you, so, you could fill volumes so with the amount of slash fig out there about Colin, mm. I'm guessing. Uh, you could fill libraries of Congress 
multiple times <laughs> over with that. You know, how many loops do you got? Let's show you some fan art because mm. there is some. Oh, my. Uh, yeah, this. So, but through Inquisition, he is trying to not be a Templar anymore. So, which means he stops taking the potion that makes Templars the way they are, how they can stop magic. There's an asshole so potion? <laughs> there is. It's called lyrium. Uh, and the dwarves yeah. mine it because they are also giant yeah. assholes. Uh, <laughs> a bunch of well, jerks. they're not but giant. They're, they're short assholes. But. They're short. Yeah. yeah whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry. But, I, but he grows through that game, mm, you know, right. and also through, you know, one of the DLCs. You can marry him if you want, and you can have your little Mahabari hound again, Ooh. and you can live happily Aww. ever after. Aww. And that's what romance is, is happily ever after, I do, and you get it. I do have a clip of the older, wiser Colin. I didn't mean to worry you. I'm never worried. I almost believe you. You are... Oh, I have never felt anything like this. I love you. You know that, right? I love you too. Duh. There's honestly yes. something kind of cheesy about hearing a video game character say, I love you too. Yes. Yes, there is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the thing is, is it doesn't... It's real tough to make romance work in video games. It's a bit like comedy. Like, comedy is all about timing, you know? And, mm -hmm. and romance is all about, like, believing these people could have an attraction and chemistry. Mm -hmm. It's really difficult to make two video game characters have chemistry with one another and so that for me is why a lot of the time like the Bioware stuff it just feels you know tacked on it's something we expect this you know it's like ah oh, fine mm -hmm. but sometimes yeah there are certain interactions where they do manage to have that chemistry and that magic and it's like it does make for some special moments in those games for sure and Bioware Bioware especially the writers they are very cognizant of how it should work I know because I've tried to do every single fucking romance that every fucking <laughs> Bioware game that has ever been released. Wow. Uh, Which, yes. by the way, the, the romancing is is uh, it's optional, right? There's not many. It is optional. Where it's you required. do not yeah. have to do it no. at all. You do not. You do not. You can just be friends with all of them. And I'm, I'm remembering now the re the the, re the way I end up going about it is because like the greater game and something like Mass Effect became my relationship with my crew members so if you're constantly going back to talk with your crew members mm -hmm. you do start to forge for lack of a better word an organic relationship with some of them yeah absolutely and you can still do that with any other bioware modern bioware game period and you could actually Only do that with effect. the older ones too with kotor and jade empire you could be i mean you can get that friendship like i did some stuff with dragon age inquisition that you know could turn into a romance but then like oh i'm not into women i'm like well that's cool but we'll be friends and like here you go here's a romance novel literally one <laughs> of the quests is getting a romance novel written for another character in that fucking game <laughs> wow. by another companion huh. and it's totally adorable that you would never expect this one person to be totally into romance novels but she is yeah. because romance romance feeds something and if you, it can feed something into any person, into male, into female. It is a hope. It's a dream. It's a click. It's it's how your your mind feels about something. They're in romance. It is not a romance unless there is a happily ever after. Period. Amen. 
That is the trope. At the very end, it has to have a happily ever after. <laughs> Meanwhile, you can also have a shepherd who's like, they don't just call me ace because of my kill count. <laughs> no, they, yeah. yeah. Fucking God. No romance. No, no romance. romance. <laughs> Bros before Krogan, man. Get out of here. Ovaries before brofaries. <laughs> nice, nice. All right, well, on that note, speaking of Mass Effect... It's the weirdest and most universally agreed on romance that I think I've ever heard of. <laughs> it sounds like you're carrying some tension. Maybe I could help you get rid of it. I uh, didn't think you'd feel like sparring, Commander. What if we skipped right to the tiebreaker? We could test your reach and my flexibility. I have this on a t-shirt. <laughs> oh, I didn't. Hmm. Never knew you had a weakness for men with scars. <laughs> oh man this is garris yeah, everybody's garris. favorite garris it's garris yeah. yeah i mean i uh i never romance garris but i definitely had a bromance with garris hmm. and so yeah my my shepherd by three uh, i just remember one of the parting scenes with him we're just sitting there taking pot shots at ships like on top of uh somewhere no, you're in the taking Citadel. pot shots at bottles yeah yeah, yeah. you're like we're and just you like, can purposely miss yeah. or you can actually hit it yeah, and purposely missing and letting him win. Letting him win is one right. of the yeah. most fulfilling scenes oh, in a video game yeah. I've ever he seen. He was just I mean, my bro. Yeah, well, that, that's that's kind of a weird thing. So I, I played Mass Effect as a female shepherd, as a fem shep, and by the time that I got into Mass Effect Two, it was like, yeah, you know what? I kind of wanna, I kind of want Shepard to hook up with Garrus. Like, it's not that I'm personally attracted to Garrus, but it's like I feel oddly protective of this character and I kind of want to play matchmaker with my you know my my little Ken dolls here like just mash them together well, Garrus' like, return in 2 was also one of the yeah, best returns yeah, yeah, of any yeah. character in video games it's kind of you sort of maybe knew it might be him and then mm-hmm. when he when he does reveal himself like he's the I forget what they call him he, Archangel Archangel, Archangel. Oh, yeah right. he's the oh, Archangel yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, he finally reveals, oh, this is Garrus, and you're like, yes, Garrus is back! Because you're, like, reassembling the team. And yeah, because yeah. he, he was, like, one of the coolest characters. Like, slightly dorky, but also super competent, kind of a Boy Scout, but charming, like, in the first game. And then, yeah, when he comes back, it's like, yeah, fucking Garrus! He's, like, secretly the heart and soul of your team in Mass Effect. Mm-hmm. Like, he's the core. He's, the, like, he's, he's your rock. He's, he's the your rock, anchor. thank you. He's, he's your constant. Yeah, he's the yeah. emotional like, ground two, of your team. Yeah, your your romances if you picked humans they have they're like oh nope whatever you work for Cerberus fuck you but he is like no I'm cool let's I don't care if you're working for Cerberus like let's take down this collector ship but here's the fun thing like you cannot recruit Garrus in Mass Effect 1 hmm. you don't have to take Tally you don't have to take Rex but why wouldn't you, you? don't have to take Garrus they're optional huh. I've actually done it it's weird and um, do they not so, show up in two? No, they do, but they have n- like there's no extra camaraderie. Hmm. Hmm. There's no memory. So you. you don't call him Garrus; you call him Vicarian, and it's super, super. I don't, I don't even think you can romance him in two. Huh? Well, if that, you don't put him in one, that would be weird uh, because like even when you're romancing him, he he calls Shepard Shepard. So it's like if you were calling him Vicarian, him <laughs> there'd be some some He's very there. formal. He's very formal. Mm. Everybody calls you Shepard because that you can't call you by your first name. <laughs> Part of the reason that everyone just loves him so much is like in the first game, he is teaching you the ropes, right? Like he he's kind of like you're basically you're you're enrolled in like the Galactic Police Force. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's 
uh, you are like enrolled in like the galactic CIA, think, like yeah, rogue yeah, operative. Like he is the police. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah, is part right. of the police, and but he doesn't have ties like he does the human. Like the humans get like Caden and Ashley. They're like two opposing forces on that ship. Like they're he's a third party. He's a competent observer, but he's not. I think he's like, there to keep your an eye crew, on you, crew, like Ashley or Caden. Um, and then he's not, he is like another grown up who doesn't have a fucking chip on his shoulder too much, like Rex. Um, mm. and he's not as naive as Tally or Liara. Mm. So it's like talk fucking about talking to way. another adult who doesn't want to fuck you or doesn't need you for a fucking promotion. Yeah, I think I think having to deal with Caden was actually like the first video game that made me empathize a little with women uh, being hit with unwanted advances because like Caden is one of those characters like if you're even a little bit nice to him, he will think you're in a relationship together. And then he comes to you at the end and he's just like, what? So did this mean nothing to you? And I just I just kind of want to pat him on the head and send him away. Forget (laughs) everything I said about Bioware games not being realistic then, because that is actually (laughs) really true. Uh huh. He'll actually ask you if he's reading the room wrong, mm. uh, and you can tell him yes, <laughs> yeah. he's reading he's reading the room wrong, and then he's he's totally cool with it. Yeah. So, uh, I think it's the difference in female and male perception mm. is how you can end that romance. Yeah. But what is it about Garrus? What's with the slow burn? Like, how does it change and evolve over the course of the games to the point where it's like, yeah, he became everyone's favorite. Like everyone talks about, like Garrus is, is the best part of Mass Effect. I, I think it's just because he's so well written, and he has such a character change, hmm. um, and he just shows like how badass people can be. Like he in Mass Effect One, he was like a disillusioned cop. You know, he could easily turn Private Eye, which he kind of did in two, and then he he found his true calling. Well, why the hell not? There's nobody in this galaxy I respect more than you. We can figure out a way to make it work, then. Yeah, definitely. Plus, he's he's awfully smooth. I'm into it. <laughs> <laughs> also, you can be allergic to him. Allergic <laughs> to super him? Super hilarious. Is his is his shell made of latex? What? No. So, uh, <laughs> Tyrion, there are a couple like Tally's Tally's race, the Corians mm-hmm. and the Turians uh, have different amino acids that they can eat than humans so actually you can have an allergic reaction technically to garris (laughs) and also there's a character in mass effect 2 if you lick him uh he could be hallucinogenic Ooh, is that the one that looks like a frog or that's yes that is that is thane oh thane wait (laughs) thane literally you can lick him like one of those hallucinogenic frogs (laughs) like a beavis and butthead what the (laughs) 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 yes and morden morden will actually tell you this because he like you try and keep it on the download low. Of course, like the scientists will pick up real quick. Yeah, and you can't keep that in the DL. Was like here's some packages and some reading material, so you don't accidentally ingest anything and have an allergic reaction. Look, if there's a guy on a spaceship that you can lick to get high, that's getting out within the matter of a few days. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. No, no, it's it's you and your your romance because he wants you to keep it on the download. Oh, I see. Because yeah. he doesn't want it to interfere with the mission. Oh, um, Thane. Poor like, Thane. Well, Garrus is like, let's uh, <laughs> yeah. oh, keep it on the download. Well, I, I Thane do... worships you like a fucking goddess. Uh, and you're like, whoa, dude. Like, 
I know you're dying, but can we just like slow it down a little? Uh, <laughs> Ain't got time. I do like that Garrus is is pretty pragmatic about the whole thing. I'll find he some is. music and do some research to figure out how this thing should work. It'll either be a night to treasure or a horrible interspecies awkwardness thing. You know, Garrus, if you're not comfortable with this, it's okay. I'm not trying to pressure you. Shepard, you're about the only friend I've got left in this screwed-up galaxy. I'm not going to pretend I've got a fetish for humans. But this isn't about that. This is about us. You're the only friend I've got left, so they might as well fuck. I yeah, that won't make things awkward. <laughs> and whatsoever. we might die. This is literally the game about a suicide mission. <laughs> so we could all die. Yeah. It's okay. Mm-hmm. And he can die. I mean, anybody, everybody, even Shepard can die in Mass Effect 2. Yeah. Or he that can just... That is an awful ending to he, have. He can just die trying to give you a compliment. If you were a Turian, I'd be complimenting your waist or your fringe. So, your... Um, hair looks good, and your waist is very supportive. <laughs> That's so good with the compliments. This guy. I I <laughs> love the Paracon cutoff so there. Smooth. It's so adorable. You're like, just save him from himself. <laughs> He's about to burn. And you're like, I can't handle this. Yeah, if you just I, let him I keep talking, so he's like, oh, God, was that offensive? Uh, crap, I am so sorry. I, I, I do yeah, like that like, he acknowledges there's people in this universe that have fetishes for the other races. Mm. Like, I mean, that's the thing about the Asari, because, you know, Liara's not on our list. But yeah. the Asari... But like, she's got a crush on every boy well, and girl. The, the thing about the Asari, the Asari, though, is they they have this power over other alien species where all the species are attracted to the Asari. Like, it, it's like well, they, they can put this power over them because I think it's the, the psychic link they can do with people or whatever where they can convince them, like, that they look like anything they want and I don't know. I, I don't... I've never read that. What kind of weird fanfic canon are you <laughs> reading they're monogendered so they look they yeah. look female but they don't care because they don't but they, they don't, can like absorb the dna of any other yeah they're just species. like they randomize the dna of whoever they're with mm-hmm. or whoever they think would be a a good parent like co-parent to the, their kids even if those because pretty much only krogan are the only people with a sorry that will live as long as they do mm. ah other than that they'll you know what they will outlive everybody else, especially the Salarians who only live like 40 years. Mm. Uh, so that they only use like, they don't care, actually. They are the most like non-caring of what you are or who you are of the races. Mm-hmm. Everybody fetishizes the fucking Asari because they're blue yeah. alien women with perfect breasts and a pert ass. Because they're Twi'leks. Uh, yeah, they're they're Twi'leks, but they're they don't have tentacles. Yeah, they do. They're phalanges. Aren't, aren't those um, things on their heads tentacles? Those... No, they're not. They don't move. No, oh, okay. I know I'm not making this up. So it's Morden. Morden proposes he thinks that the attraction it, it's neurochemical. He thinks mm. that there's actually sure. a neurochemical reaction going on. That yeah, that that's why other species are attracted to them. Embrace eternity, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Liara is Liara. Yeah, I yeah. don't. But, but Garrus is the best, and he's with you until the end. There is no Shepard without Vicarian. That's true. He literally, that is actually said in the game. There yeah, is no Shepard without I think Vicarian, I've heard that and line. you believe it. Shepard and Vicarian. I remember that series from mm-hmm. late 90s WB. Yeah. It was awful. Mm-hmm. 
So yes, he is he is number one, and he has to be number one. Yeah, whoever I, I, says otherwise should be shot. I won't dispute that. Garrus is cool. I, I like Garrus him. is the best. Yeah. I have an action figure. I can't right. dispute his number one status, but I can throw out a few honorable mentions that I feel. Do it. I, mm-hmm. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention. I got to give it up for my goth chick Morgan, the mm-hmm. the witch from Dra- Dragon Age that <sighs> from Darkstalkers. One, right? one of the yeah. coolest things about her is the fact that like. The entire first game, Dragon Age Origin, she's sort of convinced. Well, like there, there's a moment where you can basically have sex with her as part of this ritual because she's trying to have your like dark demon spawn baby in the future. And so she wants her baby to have the soul of an old god because that's what's inside of an archdemon. Right. And so, like, she has this whole ulterior motive where, like, the whole beginning of the game, she gives you no time. She's really bored with you. She's goth chick. She's like, yeah. I'm she also wants you to kill her mom. Yes, this because is her true. mom will take this over her true. body. Rude. Super hot. She has issues. All right. Mm-hmm. Hot. Uh, and then my other, the other one, I, I have to just. Why couldn't we have Tally on this list? I love mm. Tally. Tally for me was a thing where. I don't think you could actually romance her in the first game. There was a, No, was, you cannot. It's no. a payoff where you I have to... I don't think to, you can even romance her in the second one. I think it's yes, only... Yes, you can. Oh, you can? can. In the okay. second, I, I only did it you by the You can romance her in the second one. See, you I... cannot romance her in the first one. In yeah. the third one, you can carry on the romance. And if you don't do that, and you don't also romance Garrus Vicarian, those two will hook up and bang. Oh, oh really? Wow. Yes, they will. Yeah, I mean, she, Tally, though, is just, like, literally the forbidden fruit because she's, like, allergic to you. If she yeah. gets outside she the suit... She will die. She yes. will get the sniffles if you hook <laughs> yeah, up. That's, that's right. A cold will kill her, literally. Oh, no. yes. yes. The Quarian species, they yeah. have to be in those, like, basically boy-in-the-bubble spacesuits because... Yeah, but she allergic. does have a better ass than Miranda. Amazing. I'm not going to lie right. about that. Her yeah. ass is amazing. Mm. Yeah. I, I, I have a personal f- uh, theory that since you can't ever actually see the uh, the Quarians' faces officially, that uh, she actually has like a horrible Jerusalem cricket face or something, like something you never ever want to kiss, but uh, everyone loves her because they can't see it. I think that's why. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Believe what you want to believe, bro. That's makes, fine. Makes sense. It's also, we do have to shout out Joker and Edie. Yeah. yeah. The, yeah, the yeah. weirdest odd couple. Well, the reason I wanted them on here is like, this is every fanboy's wish fulfillment of, oh, my computer will love me if I just spend <laughs> enough time with it. Give it the right gift. Hilariously <laughs> enough, is also voiced by Caprica 6, Trisha Helfer, who oh, in Battlestar wow. Galactica kills you <laughs> if she fucks you because she's a murdering fucking robot. And, uh, yes. And Joker uh, voiced uh, by Seth Green yeah? of 1990s yeah. uh, famous rollerblading movie Airborne. Mm, that's, yeah, that's all he's known for. <laughs> and Up the River? <laughs> That's up, right. Up, up, up the river, up the creek. Excuse me. It's and without, can't a paddle. Wait. without a paddle. Yes, thank you. <laughs> oh, okay. There we go. Yeah. And uh, Robot Chicken. Yep. Co-creator, I think. In Mass Effect 2, there was a lot of Battlestar Galactica actors. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to give it up for my homie Boo, the hamster from uh, Baldur's Gate, who is not romanceable except with various mods that are illegal in most countries. Um <laughs> So but. trying to find anything for Baldur's Gate 2 was like, mm. mod, Baldur's Gate 2, romance, yeah. flirting. Yeah. And I was like, really, guys? I want to see tiny sprites hooking up. <laughs> <sighs> In my isometric ARPG. <laughs> or I guess CRPG. Yeah, Kerpug. <laughs> 
Oh, man. All right. <laughs> let's go to break. That's been yeah, romance. Let's, let's take a break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, some new releases, including Far Cry New Dawn uh, and some other stuff. So stay tuned. I will take the girl from Venus. Flowers die and so will I. Yes, I will kiss the girl from Venus for science. I'm so brave. I'm so brave. Get scratching. Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? Then we strongly encourage you to support this show on patreon.com slash laser time. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the Laser Time Network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. I don't know if I have a fat cat, or I guess I do know that I have a fat cat. She's portly, but like yeah. it's just been so gradual. I don't know how fat either of us have gotten since I got her. Until uh, my friend brought her daughter over here and she's like, Your cat is fat! I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's what kids are supposed to do. Like unlock a little realism. So I put her on some indoor food, and I think she was having a little diarrhea, and we had a really, really odd moment, because, like, Sarah was like, I think your cat's butt smells. I'm like, me too. <laughs> like, aren't they? That's a thing. They, like, lick their own asshole, but, like, they have diarrhea, and it's caking around the fur. Right, we got to right. take care of this. And then, like, it just started smelling so bad. All right, Kiki, let's take care of this. And I put hot water on a dish towel, and I'm like, pet her, lie down, lie down, and then... Hot water on the asshole, and she's like, and then slowly she's like, say. (laughs) That was the freakiest thing. She's making eye contact and then stops freaking out. Like, no, no, more like that, (laughs) more like that. So I'm sitting there, like, with a with a grimace on my face, looking my cat in the eye and wiping her asshole. And I I think we're married now. I was gonna say you found legally. I think think so. Yeah, yeah. you found her fetish. (laughs) Get bonus time: a weekly uncensored and commercial-free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just five dollars on Patreon.com/slash LaserTime. Is the world of today getting you down? Well, then why not check in on some of the good stuff that happened this week in movies, TV, games, and more 30, 20, and 10 years ago this very week with our show, 30, 20, 10. Here's a clip from 1989. John Candy. Who's Harry Crumb? Looks like this one. Get a little rough. Rated PG-13. It still makes me very happy to see it. I didn't know until later on that John Candy... You know, cut his teeth as a sketch performer. Mm-hmm. So getting his own Fletch movie, where he plays a master of the sky, bumbling detective, is not a, is a way better role for him than half the other shit you've seen him in without John Hughes. Yeah, that's just, true. This guy's got a strength. Let's just build a movie around this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the, perhaps the greatest thing about this, the greatest thing we can talk about nostalgically, going into video stores. Like some things have like a poster when you go mm-hmm. into video store, mm-hmm. a standee. I believe I talked about winning minute work, a standee for minute work. Harry Crumb had a, both a mobile, and if you look at the poster, it had suction cup hands that stuck to the window. Okay. So what that meant for video stores is since nobody else made a suction cup character to stick mm-hmm. on the window or a mobile, if you went into independent video stores, not you saw who's Harry Crumb shit into fucking the, the late 90s. <laughs> Especially if you oh, all sun bleached and stuff. Yes, I, I, wow. I, I yes. totally remembered it as sun bleached. And yes. when I saw the actual posters, like, oh, that's right, it was actually colors. I, I really <laughs> think I stumbled upon something we all can relate to. 
Jump into the past with 302010 every Thursday on lasertimepodcast.com or iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Five, four, three, two, one. And welcome back to our final segment where we will not waste any time whatsoever on piddly things like romance or kissing and just get straight to what really matters which of course is that thing that i'm not going to delay getting to the when i can see a look of annoyance cross even matt's face i know i've gone too far <laughs> like even my face am i just not annoyed you're more tolerant than chris generally oh i am all my secret i'm i'm a bit like bruce banner uh i'm always annoyed <laughs> <laughs> so a bunch of big games came out this yeah. week but all on friday all on friday um mm. so we're looking at uh far cry new dawn which we've mm-hmm. played mm-hmm. uh metro exodus which we haven't but which uh presents a vastly different vision of the apocalypse yes and of course crackdown three yep yeah terry Crews the game yep. yeah. yeah yes pretty much mm-hmm. and then for the anime crowd anime. uh jump force is coming out right did you want to take a step back to last weekend, though, and talk about a semi, well, an upcoming new release that we did play over the weekend? I've already forgotten because I was playing Far Cry New Dawn. How weekend. could you forget Division 2, uh, baby? Yes, the Division 2 beta. The Division 2 private beta, which the open beta just announced, uh, yes. got the email March 1st. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I played a lot of the Division 2 private beta. It was the Division. <laughs> it was very, very fun. Uh... I love the loot stuff. Like if if you everything you loved about the Division One is back. You know mm-hmm. the looting, the upgrading your base, the the perks, the powers, all that stuff. It's it's all back. I, I always felt like the, the Division had like a very particular type of shooting. Like I, for me personally, it never really feels like I can zoom in quite close enough to get a good headshot or whatever. Are, are you using like sniper scopes? No, I'm just using like assault rifles and stuff like that. Mm. Um, you know, it's the division, right? So, like, the bosses are just human beings with, like, big shields that are super bullet sponges. But I, I played a few missions solo, and then I actually did uh, just some random matchmaking paired up with a guy, and we did kind of a, I guess you would call it their equivalent of, like, a strike or, like, a dungeon where we went through, like, a mission together and culminated with a boss battle and stuff. And it was super fun, dude. Like, had a good time. So, at the end, did y'all high-five or touch butt? I couldn't figure out how to emote. Like, he was dancing at one point, and I was just, what button do I press? I couldn't figure out how to do it. I was sad. Look, you either high-five or touch butts. Like, high or low. Right. Was there a good bro hug at the end? I mean, is it even an online game nowadays if I can't do a crazy dance move? (sighs) If I can't floss, am I really playing online? Uh... Or doing the Carlton and getting sued for it? I don't know. I don't know. But I had a lot. Of, I had a lot of fun. Michael, did you? Did you play Division Two Private Beta? I mean, I I played at a preview event, so oh, okay. uh, it's a very similar thing. Did you get to try out any of the end game stuff? I didn't. I didn't. Even though I started playing after they introduced that stuff, I just didn't get around to any of the end game stuff. Didn't quite get that far. Because hmm. yeah, that that's fun. You get to pick a specialization, which means you get like a big ass. Uh, crossbow that shoots exploding bolts or a cool sniper rifle or a grenade launcher and then you get to fight the Black Tusk who are really tough mercen well I don't know if they're mercenaries or what they are exactly but they are highly advanced military they have robot dogs with machine guns like the the big dog uh, Boston Dynamics things yeah I didn't get to the end game stuff didn't get and didn't play any of the um, the PvP area the dark zone 
stuff. Hmm. So yeah. Well, I just played a brand new release. Oh, did you? Uh, that we'll talk about. Probably talk about later. The uh, Battle Royale Tetris. That's free. <laughs> oh for yeah. yeah. Well, no, that's that's out. So we that's, can talk that about is it. out. Yeah. How is that it? Is how, out. how did your skills stack up? Uh, I made it to twelfth out of a uh, hundred. That's as best as I could do in a couple rounds. It's uh it's exactly what you think it is. It's super bare bones. There, it, you level up. Although I see no reason why. There are no perks. There's nothing to gain. It's just you're gaining XP and leveling up to see a different number next to your name. Uh-huh. But it is interesting that you see like almost all the players behind your board playing dynamically. That's wild. Oh, that's Cause, neat. Because they can fuck with you, and I don't exactly know how that works. How? Because you you can even see in the background. Certain, it, I think it's randomized. I guess it has to be, but players are fucking with other players. Hmm. So does it do that thing where it drops like blocks on your playfield? It puts blocks from uh, underneath. Okay. Um, okay. That you have hmm. to clear. So, so yeah, we should take a step back. This was announced earlier this week during the Nintendo Direct as a free Battle Tetris Royale 99. Tetris. Yeah, Tetris 99 that you get if you are a subscriber to Nintendo Online. You get it, yeah. you get to mm-hmm. play it for free. Oh, well, then I'm never going to get that shit. Oh, really? It's 20 bucks for the whole year. Come eh. on. Mario 2 comes out this week. And you God. Get free NES games that update and have like weird official ROM hacks that you can <laughs> yeah. dive into. Okay. Yeah. Well, fine. I guess I should stop playing Luminous or <laughs> Enter the Gungeon on my Switch. Fuck Lumines. So, wait, in a Battle Royale Tetris game, if you win, what do you get? Like winner, winner, borscht dinner? Like, what? <laughs> uh, it is a very, very free game. So, I, 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 I don't think I'm missing out on any. Specific screens or graphics. The winner is you. I know we have, we have people that commute in the Laser Time Facebook community right now posting pictures of them getting number one, and nice. it doesn't look like there's any fanfare at all. But hey, room to grow, and it's free, and it's just kind of a neat idea that happened, in, that was announced, instantly came out, and it works. I love whatever has happened at the Tetris Company. I love it because last year mm-hmm. we got Tetris Effect, which is like weird VR Tetris, cool Tetris, mm-hmm. Luminetris, as I yeah, called it. Yeah. Uh, and then this year we get a Battle Royale Tetris game. <laughs> like, what the hell? In Soviet Russia, game wins you over with its enduring charm that lasts for decades. <laughs> oh my god, that's so adorable. <laughs> Didn't he it retire? Forever. Really yeah, is. I'll give that guy my no, whole no, government. No, 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 The guy who invented Tetris. Alexei Alexi. I think Alexei yeah. is no longer involved. I, think I mean, just... he's, he, he and Hank Rogers are basically just collecting huge royalty checks off of endless yeah, they, they oversee the company that controls yeah. tetris, but i thought tetris it, i now. think it was i think it's just hank that's overseeing the company i thought alexi maybe retired be, I, I interviewed alexi a few years yeah, ago he, he was, was at the ubisoft booth yeah, yeah yeah well and then hank had like he had like a white suit on with like a big tetris yes. like a tetramino on the back and, and then like a hat with a big feather it was awesome it's one of those things it's like this should have been a shining moment for me but i still have this enduring embarrassment because i didn't know who Hank Rogers is. I was just really excited to speak with Alexei Pajitnov and then like I found out a bunch afterwards like Oh my God! This guy was as much a part of this story as Alexi almost. Yeah. That- you mean it wasn't the Virgin from England who was the best Tetris player ever for a few years? <laughs> when you said Virgin from England, I, I immediately imagined Richard Branson because that's who Hank Rogers kind of looks like. A little bit. He does yeah. look like Richard oh, Branson. God. Yeah. So yeah, uh, free free Tetris Battle Royale Tetris. is a cool thing. Michael and I, I know, I don't know if you've been playing this, Chris, but we've also been playing a brand new game. Yeah, Far Cry New Dawn. Yes. Yeah, a couple hours into it. It's really fun. Yeah, I like it a lot, and I'm not just saying that as an employee of Ubisoft, which I have to say. Full disclosure, chill, which I have to say now. I like it. Yeah, full disclosure, you you guys got free copies of the game. We got codes. We've been playing. Uh, I didn't get them from Ubisoft. I got them 
from someone. I got them from Jerome Corsi. Uh-huh. No. <laughs> so I think it's uh, – so I really liked Five last year, obviously, because we put Five on, on our top ten list of best games of the year. Mm-hmm. I think New Dawn is a streamlined version of Five. Oh, it's just okay. like it's all just quick. The perk system, it's just like, yep, here you go. Here's a big wall of perks, and then you have to have this many points to get these. And it has all the stuff from Five where it has like those challenges where if you kill a guy with an SMG enough times, you get a perk point. And it, it also has the um, – the the puzzle like the little the, the stashes that you sort of have to figure out how to get into the stashes and that's love where the you stashes find, yeah. love the stashes that's where you find most perk points the stashes I was I was so a which little... one is a porn stash <laughs> <laughs> they're all over that game yeah. they're all over it. it I think it's really well paced and it like at the beginning lays a very natural path that you can sort of follow like okay I'm gonna go up here and recruit the specialist and I discover there's a treasure cache nearby so I'm gonna go do that and yeah. then there's like an outpost nearby and so you can just like do the snaking path around the map where you're constantly doing something cool yeah unless you're constantly hijacking ethanol and taking back your I, I was gonna say you can do that too. Yeah. I mean yeah. that's the thing is yeah there might be a main path I haven't found it because I do what I always I do, do in no, Far there, Cry there's games. not a main path I, I just wander around and Go where the map takes me. Yeah, I, I like that. On, on the surface, I thought it was a, uh, it it had fewer things to do in the beginning than the than Far Cry Five. Mm-hmm. But then, like, I love. So, how many years has it been since? It spoiler, hasn't been that the many. End of Far Cry Five. Seventeen. Yeah. 17. Okay. Seventeen years. Like all the all the animals have mutated and are all out and horrific and attack you on sight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even the fucking turkeys and, and snakes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the snakes. The snakes. And yeah. so, like. Yeah. I have actually for the fr- like I come I almost 100% Far Cry 5. I I am enjoying walking around and just discovering and killing these beautiful new annihilation <laughs> esque uh, survivalist animals. So we should say I don't know if it's the, the exact map, but I think it takes place mostly on kind of the map from 5. Yeah, like, it is it is Hope County. It's just, it's like a I recognize a lot of, of yeah. landmarks of Hope County. Like remember in Hope County there was the weird scientist guy uh who you would help out mm-hmm. that was like, yeah, yeah, you can you can find his weird teleportation thing. So I found yeah, I found his house. That's one of the first things I think I, I came across. Um but it it doesn't just rehash uh 5. There's actually some oh, new no. systems in here. The map feels different enough that like when you do find something familiar it's like, "Oh shit, I remember yeah. this" instead of like, "Oh, it's the same well, thing." Well, even some so I guess spoiler alert, I came across a few NPCs who are from 5 and I recognized yes. and I, I one of them I sent Michael a text I was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe I just found so and so." Yeah, you do like a lot of the characters are like older versions of themselves yeah. from 5. Yeah. Um and it, one thing that I think is cool is that it, it you there are two types of people you can recruit. So there's specialists who will come back to your base and that's another thing upgrading your home base is like a big deal because yeah. you upgrade it and you can uh craft better weapons and the ranks of your weapons matter you can craft better vehicles it's you very can... it's very division where you're sort of trying to upgrade sort of, yeah, base. yeah yeah so i only played uh far cry 4 and i was actually getting the secret ending on accident because i had to go to the bathroom uh, <laughs> nice so just left it sitting there nice. so i left it sitting there and i was like uh okay <laughs> and then you talked about the secret ending of far cry 4 and i was like ah oh, well right yeah, you i did it. play primordial though Oh, pri- oh primal, uh, primal. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Primal, yeah. Primal, I enjoyed fun. it. But this, this is like a, it's like a primal where it's it's an in between main series game, right? Kind of, yeah. 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 Between the numbered entries, um, one of the things I do like. So, in addition to the the base upgrades, which play a huge part, in order to upgrade your bases, you have to get ethanol. Mm-hmm. And the best way to get ethanol, at least I found so far, is the enemy bases or the yeah, outposts. The outposts. 
One thing that's great, though, when you beat an outpost, in, in the old game, you could beat them all, and then there was an option like, do you want to just reset it so that you can play through these again? In this game, you can actually... Uh, I forget what they call oh, you scavenge. Can scavenge it. You can scavenge the outpost to get more ethanol, and then it upgrades the enemy difficulty in that base. So you basically each base has like three levels of difficulty, mm -hmm. and you can get more and more ethanol. Ooh. And so it, it kind of like adds a little replay value, adds more challenge to those bases. And you you do like I tried it. Uh, what I would recommend in early game, just get all the get all the bases taken care of because they are fast travel points. And then mm -hmm. when you are powered up enough then scavenge them because yeah. i tried to attack one like when i was pretty low level no dude they all have like mortars and missile launchers they will fuck you up like they don't mess how, around how do you scavenge how do you scavenge there, the... there's a bench in the yeah, base there's you like walk a little a radio station yeah. okay. you can uh, go up to it and say like okay scavenge it yeah the other new thing that i tried out um i've only done one they have these things called expeditions mm -hmm. where one of the npcs in the game I love him because he's a total Quebecois. And if, yeah. you've, if you've worked at Ubisoft, you know all of you that have worked at Ubisoft, you know <laughs> you know a lot of these guys because yeah. they work at Ubisoft Montreal. But he will take you on these missions where you basically just have to go steal shit. And they're like these little mini missions where he flies you in a helicopter and it's like, okay, go find this stash. And then once you grab the stash, like all the enemies swarm on your location and it becomes sort of like a horde mode where you're just having to fight off waves of enemies mm -hmm. until the helicopter can pick you up. And... Even that first one I tried, which is like difficulty level one, it was tough there at the end. Like there was a yeah. ton of enemies coming at me. So yeah, they're they're tough, and uh, it it really like it, it's a it's a cool change of scenery. And I think uh, I had a Q and A with one of the developers where they said like yeah, because it's a smaller size, we can kind of do these denser levels where like they there's more complex interiors and we get more uh enemies that are coming after you mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah cuz they are off the they're off the main map all mm -hmm. the expeditions yeah. right yeah so they uh it, the whole north is like uh clouded in bliss and so mm. you will get damaged if you go up there but you have to talk to the remnants of the peggies the the project at Eden's Gate cult yeah, because they're in there. Who are now? Yeah, they're they're like not not to get too spoilery, but they're now because because we've we've revealed this heavily in the marketing for the game. But mm. uh, yeah, you have to make a deal with the devil. Yeah, but the 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 cult is now like this back to nature group that like they've rejected technology and mm. they're reclusive and they're they're not the bad guys anymore. The bad guys are the high women who are yeah, these they're, they're the Mad Max scavengers. Yeah, yeah basically. exactly. Who are like, no, we don't want to rebuild society. Yeah. We want humanity to be snuffed out in one last big party why aren't you on board with this what the fuck is wrong mm -hmm. with you mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah well basically i mean the game starts you know the, the setup is they've just come like people are rebuilding their lives in hope county they emerge from their bunkers because mm -hmm. everyone in hope county is a prepper i'm sorry have you met anybody from up there <laughs> all preppers dude so i mean the whole premise is they just come to take your shit and they're just mm -hmm. like no oh that's great that you've rebuilt society We'll be taking all your ethanol and water now. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. And so the whole game is just like, no, these guys are dicks. Yeah, you, you have to mm -hmm. fight them off, and they are dicks. Like, oh yeah, yeah. They're they're not cool. Uh, so it is weird to hear. I mean, yeah, that you are sort of going to encounter the cult from the first. I haven't done it yet, but mm. uh, looking forward to that. Yeah, it becomes very important. Very nice. Very mm -hmm. nice. Joseph Seed's uh, mm -hmm. followers. Yeah. Fuck you, Joseph Seed. <laughs> I, I don't. I want to know, but I'm not going to ask. Like, how did the seeds play in? Because I'm kind of dying to see what's going on there. Again, spoiler from five. Mm -hmm. The only remaining mm -hmm. living seed is right. Joseph. Anyway, yeah. right. So. But there's but there's still followers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they presumably 
got never mind hmm. never mind I, it, also it looks very yeah. pretty how about that there I, final thought i want well hmm. my final thought i just want to give ubisoft credit so both ubisoft games i played so both the private beta for division 2 and this game there are a ton of accessibility options which mm-hmm. i've talked about on the show before so i have some visual issues where i i i'm partially colorblind and i have some peripheral vision stuff going on where this game has a ton of excellent options like you can change the size of the subtitles in the game you can change uh, colorblind modes which oh that's fantastic oh man and and it really helps a lot because like part you know uh you hear jeff grisman on giant bomb talk about this like stuff that's red is really tough to see for a lot for a lot of men specifically because a lot of men suffer from colorblindness and so yeah, a lot more men than women actually yeah do, and so yeah. um you can actually set that mode so that everything that would appear above their head, like as a red icon, once I spot an enemy, mm-hmm. is bright yellow. Like I cannot miss it. Oh, nice. Yeah, and 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 then like if I'm getting hit, I can see the red blood around me when I get shot at in games. But this is like bright pink blood now, mm. so it's it's very very easy for me to like it's alien blood. Yeah. Uh, so I I do want to give Ubisoft credit because yeah they've been making a lot of strides with accessibility in games and it is showing and and I think it's awesome like. Both games have a ton of customization just for the HUD itself. Like you can change the size of stuff and where stuff appears, and it's it feels almost like a PC game, even though I'm playing on console in that way. It's very customizable. So props to your to your company. I know you have nothing to do with that, Michael, but credit goes. To I Ubisoft I help that. promote those okay. efforts. Um, but I I, I want to say one thing uh, for those of you who have finished Far Cry Five. I I will. Uh, hint at something without really spoiling it. At one point, you will visit a very familiar bunker. When you do, be sure to read the notes and things that are laying around to find out what ah, happened. Reading. <laughs> Actually, one of my favorite things so far in this game is everything I've found to read. It a lot of it tells the story between what happens at the end of five and what's happened now. Mm-hmm. And we were talking, Michael. A lot of those, the treasure stashes and treasure caches, like. Make sure you read that stuff in there because a lot There's of them. Hints. Well, there are a lot of them though are NPCs from the previous yeah, like games. Pe- people you might remember meeting. Like, uh, do you remember the like the fishing woman from from Five? Mm-hmm. Yeah, who like has the shitty boyfriend? And he's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I found I found uh, her treasure cache. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah, with all the that's big mouth, the big mouth Billy Basses. That yeah. They, oh my god. Yeah, that's like yeah. the puzzle to get in. Is you have to like I activate the big mouth Billy Bass in the right order. Oh, I hate great. those things. Yep. So yes, Far but Cry New Dawn. Very fun game, uh, and it's only forty dollars, and that's mm-hmm. a it's a yeah. lot of game for forty bucks. Yeah. That's surprisingly cheap. I thought that game would be full price. No, it's um, it, it it is it's a big open world game with hours and hours of content. And I'm I'm very excited for the next sequel, Far Cry Nude Off, where you get to wear clothes. Uh, I'm kidding. Yeah, that's a joke. Well, that that's a bad joke. On. You can nude wear clothes. Off. Here's my thing. That's you kind can of, customize your avatar. Here's my kind of a joke thing. Okay, we need to talk about the avatar customize. First of all, mm-hmm. when I pick my avatar, there's something going on with his forehead. Where when he goes to wear a hat, like my head immediately like doubles in size. It's the weirdest <laughs> looking thing. Besides that, this is my half joke, half serious. If there is not a DLC for this game called Far Cry Red Dawn that is based in the 80s with the Russians invading America, what are we even doing at this point? Like, Yeah, yeah no, I, I think that would be a cool idea. Maybe I could pitch that to someone at Ubisoft. <laughs> no? Because that's totally how these things work, right? I just place a phone call. Sure, I yeah. I go, Eve, bonjour. Yeah, boy, have I got a game idea for you. That's right. And I'm like, oh, I can't wait to hear this. I used to get those emails occasionally. <laughs> I got those emails at Fox when I, I would work. I had access to that email at Fox. It's like, here's the contact us. And I would get scripts all the time. 
Yeah, that's not how you that's get your so movie made. That's so dumb. That's not how that works. That is not how that works. Because they can use your script and not give you fucking credit. Yeah, no one's going to use your script if you send it in that no. way. Absolutely <laughs> no. Absolutely not. No, absolutely not. It's the best guarantee that they won't. That's why I write all my spec scripts on knives. And, just send them <laughs> like and then you mail it to their house, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> or, or family member, if I can't find their address. <laughs> It's actually a really interesting idea. Just write your like <laughs> shitty, meat cute movie set in a coffee shop and put it on a knife. I didn't understand what happened on on knife seven. Uh, <laughs> well, you don't have all the knives yet. <laughs> Ooh, that's extra creepy. Yeah. What happens You're if welcome. you miss and actually get knife nine before eight? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It'd be very spoilers. Confusing. God. Oh man! Anything else come out this week that people want to talk about? Uh, Jump Force is anime, so no. All right, fair enough. And, Crackdown uh, three. Do you want to talk that, about that? That that uh, and Metro. I didn't see that Metro. You could, you, if you pre-ordered it on Steam, you still get it on Steam. Yeah. And, oh, and that's, that's so the other crazy. thing that it little, little weird piece of news is that if you pre-ordered it on Steam, you can preload it as of this recording, but you couldn't do it on Epic Store. Oh, really? Right, but you also can't pre-order the game anymore that's just honoring original yes. pre-order. Oh, going see, I thought they were going to have to store. refund all those pre-orders, so you still get the game. Interesting. Yeah, go figure. Yeah, I think they weren't going to. They were just going to say, you will eventually get your game. Oh. I have never played a Metro, to, a Metro, and apparently I have to because uh, Metro it's better Redux? Fallout. Yeah, Metro, well, it's like if Fallout was a, as a shooter. shooter. Fallout, it was yeah. more like Bioshock where bullets are money. Mm. Um, yeah, I, that's what I keep hearing, and it's like eh. Metro. Yeah, I've never Redux. been able to get in the first one. I've tr- I've started playing it like three or four times. Yeah, I did that also with The Witcher, and then it got then I got into Witcher three, and I was like, this is the best game ever. So yeah, I wonder if you just skip to the second. Y'all should play Metro Redux because that the second one is really good and has a lot of gameplay improvements. And Metro Redux lets you play uh, the first one with those same gameplay right. improvements, and it's on oh, okay, Gamepad. Yep, I think both go. games are on Gamepad. Yeah, and so. and it is a lot easier to play that way. Or if you're like a, a huge stickler, you can also play the second one with the gameplay of the first one. Um, mm. Yeah, yeah, no, it's no that. fun. It's like playing Mass Effect Two with Mass Effect One. Stuff. Yeah, kind of. No one wants to do that shit. Yeah, no, uh, Crackdown 3, Kayla, I mean, none of us have really played yeah. it yet. Uh, so no one's played it. I think that and Metro, like, we'll, we'll have to get into them next week, and mm-hmm. they might inform the topic of the if show. If it makes me eat pints of haagen lonely in my living room, then that game is game of the year. As if any of us <laughs> need an excuse to do that, Kayla. Give me a break. Yeah, I know. I, I bought my first bucket of haagen like three days ago. I didn't even know Valentine's Day was coming up. <laughs> what up, Captain Lonely Hearts? Me and Crackdown got a date. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Terry Crews doesn't do that. You don't get a body like that by no. uh, eating pints of haagen by yourself. Sadly, unless, no. Unless it's like 17 pints of it and then doing and working out for eight straight days, which he might do. He I could see that. He's pretty yeah. intense. Or he yeah. might just do it while he paints a tree. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That, yeah. He might be my favorite celebrity right now. Yeah, he's pretty he's awesome. He rules. The best. Indeed. He's going to do something horrible before this publishes, isn't he? <laughs> I hope not. Oh, God. Uh, uh, He's going to run for president. Let's do this. Oh, God. Mm. All right. Let's jump ahead to... So I gauged the room before uh, this. we started recording. and Literally sort of, the room, just me. Everyone sort of agreed... 
I'm going to start on a down note for news, but we're going to end on a high note. We're going to end with good news. That is the flow of events this week with the news. Uh, so I'm going to start with, um, this is really, really bad news. Activision laid off uh, around 800 people. And this is after announcing on a uh, earnings call they just had a record year in 2018. So mm-hmm. this is... Uh, it okay. sounds a lot like... I, I'm not sure if this is actually the case, but it sounds a lot like what happened to BuzzFeed a couple weeks ago, where it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, they actually... they. Uh, were profitable. They beat last year's profits, but because they didn't hit this arbitrary target set yes. by investors and analysts, right. they they're considered a failure and they have to cut their workforce yes. to compensate. I remember for being that. part of that, and those assholes would inflate those numbers to an impossible number they can't hit. That sounds really good. They sound good because they want to drive their share prices up. They want investors right. to think, "Hey, we're going to do really well." I have worked at companies that have done that. This yep. is well. That's and the thing. I, I will say this is not. This is not unique to Activision. Okay, so EA has done it's the, not unique. It's not unique to any any industry. Retail does this. Right. It's not unique to the games industry. This is just no. the reality of Wall Street now, where even if you are profitable and significantly profitable, they had a record year. You can still, if you don't hit your targets, your share prices will go down because the stock market is all about, you know, we are investing in in growth in the future of this company. And if you don't display this certain amount of growth year over mm-hmm. year, you are not living up to our expectations. Your share price will, will suffer because uh, of that. What was the thing I was also reading? Patreon, of all companies, is uh, is facing a similar dilemma where like, yeah. they have to grow <laughs> and diversify the services that they offer because they are not bringing in even though they're very profitable they're not bringing in the amount of money that they need to justify all the investment that's been made in them i I think what makes the activision story particularly tough for people and the reason people are being so hard on them there is a lot just in terms of the optics of this that goes against their favor so number one that conference call started with him saying we just had a record year of profits uh and then they did the layoff and and apparently kotaku has, has kind of an expose where it was during that calls when a lot of people were called into conference rooms to tell them they're being laid off. So that's always fun. Uh, this is right after Activision recently announced that they'd given uh, their top execs huge bonuses, like million dollar plus bonuses. Mm-hmm. Like they have a new, I want to say the CFO was a new is new and got a big multi million dollar signing like bonus, fifteen million dollars. Yeah. yeah. So you can't help that looks terrible that just looks really bad to people when the execs are saying it reads it reads like the worst part right. of capitalism ever created right. that's what that reads like mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. by the way after this news uh hit they announced they were increasing the dividends paid out by their stock uh and then their stock price went up uh and then i think it has since gone back down to record lows but, so, so you're the, giving it a must buy, must buy, VJ well, must buy. But that, <laughs> yes. But I mean, but that's the thing is like this. Clearly, it started to really read like, wow, this is just at the benefit of no one but the execs and the shareholders, and they're screwing over the employees. Um, a lot of that going around, huh? It. So, all right. Here, here's the reason I I want to share something with you guys. So, you know, I've been through a few layoffs. I've been laid off by Activision actually in the past so i can just speak to my experience which i will give activision credit in this regard as far as these things go and and you know how they took care of me during the layoff and severance and all that stuff um 
Activision was actually very professional. Okay, so I, I will say that. You know, so it's it would, not what I read on Reddit that Bobby Kotick comes down and pokes every single employee in the eye before they leave the building. <laughs> right. No. no. Nothing like or that. Or propositions them. Um, yeah. But when this happens, and I think the reason it affects people so much is, so this is a very impersonal decision that's made basically to balance some spreadsheets that has a huge personal effect on people's lives. It affects their livelihood, uh, and especially in the gaming industry. You might have to uproot your family and move to a new city or a new country in order to use those skills that you've built up over years to get another job. And me personally, like in some ways, I'm still recovering from the trauma of that layoff. Like I had just gotten married the year before, had just bought a house. Uh, and the reason I'm up here in San Francisco is I had to move to for a new job after that. I was down in L.A. And so in, yeah, in many ways, like, you know, it affects your confidence for years because no matter what happens, you might you might know in the back of your head, like, hey, this is a business thing. It has nothing to do with me. There is a part of you that kind of will blame yourself and start to think, was there something wrong with me? Like, why was I laid off and not everybody there? It's not personal. We just uh, liked you the least. (laughs) Even the people that remain at companies, like, this is really hard on them, too. There's survivor guilt. Uh, What they don't tell you a lot of the time is, by the way, there's fewer people. The work is still there. You're going to have to kind of do more work now and and make up that difference. Like that is a the reality of people left behind after layoffs. So it's it kind of sucks all around for the people doing the work at these companies. Mm -hmm. These are it's tough. And all I'm saying is the reason I'm just telling you guys this is like, hey, I really feel for the people affected, you know, and and because I've been I've been there and I've been through it and it's tough. And and in my industry, I actually feel that too because sometimes those people come to my industry, right? Because they they are after a while they're so broken down they need something. They just need something because they don't have anything. Like they'll have their unemployment or their severance, but what do they do after that? Right, and then. Their families are also pressuring them, too. Yeah. Like, what are we going to do? You need to find something because we're here and our kids are here and our kids are in school and we need something. I'm not going to unsubscribe from Cinemax. I'm not doing that. (laughs) I will. It's fine. Personal finance Reddit is fine for you, okay? Um, But my industry feels that because we know that they're out there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, you were were telling a story of a guy who basically had burnt out of the video game industry. And we won't give too many details. um, But basically, he was just done with the industry. And so he was going and interviewing for a job with you, right, Kayla? Like He was just like, yeah, I'm done. I'm done with the constant churn and the constant, you know. The upheaval. He's like, I'm tired of of having my family go through that. And reading his resume. Yeah. Like, as a gamer, I was like, you you are too good for this. You're so overqualified, like you, right. You are overqualified. Yeah. And even my bookkeeper, because our, where I work, we are so big. We have an actual fucking bookkeeper. And she's like, <laughs> I hate it. I hate that. Like, yeah. I know we're a stopgap. And, and for me, as a person who deals, like, whose hobby is that, I'm like... I want him the best chance he yeah. can ever get. Even in retail, we feel that because there are fans in retail. Like when I come when I come into work wearing my Mass Effect bomber jacket, like people are like, "Yes!" Like I didn't know you played video games. Right. 
But by the way, that that's part of it that feeds into it. And so, like, I feel very she fortunate. She drives her Mass Effect car to work. <laughs> I feel very fortunate to have a job in this industry. And I, I bet you, you feel the same way, Michael. And, and... No. <laughs> yes, absolutely. But, but that also plays into part of it is, like, I don't know if it's just me, but it feels like this happens more often in our industry. Or at now, least we that's, hear that's what I think is interesting because everyone is freaking out about that. This this Activision news and the only silver lining I see to that is that people are very aware that this is fucked up and p- they're paying attention. Yeah, but this yeah. happens in the games industry constantly, all the time. The thing that's really rough though is like because because we feel so privileged, like they know that they know we are lucky to have jobs in this industry, right? And so that's that's sort of what sucks is sometimes you you feel that much more expendable because there's like a hundred people who would get in line to have your job. Uh, because it is a fun industry to work in, and it's something that people, like Caleb was saying, they're fans of. They're fans of this thing, and so a lot of people want to do this work. It's, if it's not clear, I, I I made a decision to never work in that industry again on purpose. And so here's the fun thing. like I'm in Dallas, so I have id and Gearbox, but I also had a bunch of smaller developers. Junction Point from Made Epic Mickey. Terminal <laughs> Reality, who made... Blood Rain and the uh-huh. Ghostbusters game. Uh-huh. Like, oh, wow. they were in my hometown. Mm. So, I and I had friends in there. Yeah. I had friends in that developer. So, seeing what they saw and knowing what them, like, we would fucking hang out at GameStop mm-hmm. with a whole bunch of de- developers from Terminal Reality. Yeah. Hearing about the, sh- the fun things that, you know, they would fucking do. But they had their whole lives in this city. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and then they would just fucking half of them left for Austin. Just right. Yeah. Well, that, that's part of it is like a lot of people are in this industry because we are fans of games. We, you know, yeah. we're gamers ourselves. And that is great. But sometimes that sucks because it's like you see the things going on in, in the industry and you're just like, this is just really hard. It's really hard that this is my livelihood. You know. Yeah, and but they thought they would have like a studio there forever. Right. Right. Yeah. And you know, and you wish that that would actually happen. Like this is this is my this is my studio. This is where we work all day, every day. Yeah. Do 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 do. And that doesn't happen, and it sucks, and yeah. it fucking sucks, and it happens in retail too. Yeah. Like. Yeah. There's so such weird correlation between retail and and the video game industry. That it is when people are like I don't get how that happens. Like I get it, I get it all the time. Yeah. Well, yeah. the fact that the yeah. games industry is well has traditionally been so tied to the retail industry, and that has been shifting over the last few years, and so that is that's caused some pain in the industry. You know, some people jobs either go away or jobs shift to different things. You know, as you shift from retail to digital, there's there's just people that have to do different things. I don't know. I don't know that I have much more to say about this issue, except my heart goes out to everyone affected at Activision. Uh, like I said, I have a personal story there. So if anyone wants to hit me up on Twitter or something with questions or just to talk, you know, I'm I'm, I'm available and around. And it's super cool that other studios are like, "Hey, we're hiring." Yeah, yeah. that's one that the one silver lining that always happens. With I this love is that. Like people, that. That helps me out. That makes me feel better. Yeah, people treat it like a natural disaster. They're like, "Hey, if there's anything we can do, there's jobs over here, and there's there's whole threads on Twitter. It's like here's the job opening thread in this industry." So. Yeah, that That's that the has same been thing nice what to happened see. when Toys R Us shut down. Mm-hmm. Right, it was like, oh, we know that they're gonna have unemployment for this long, but once that ends, like, there's gonna be an influx. Yep, 
sort of uh, transitioning to a company that also had a tough earnings call, but then all of a sudden had a miraculous recovery within the span of a week. Uh, EA uh, analysts were, were you know, kind of disappointed with that earnings call they did a week ago. And then a little game called Apex Legends happened, uh, yes. which crazy. in the span of one week, what the fuck? Uh, EA has their Fortnite. EA has 25 million people have played Apex Legends. And at one point they had a concurrency of 2 million people playing at the same time. I have not had this many annoying game invites since the original <laughs> Destiny. Like, dude, chill out. I'm about to be. I'm, I gotta find Buzz Lightyear. I'm not. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna go right? play Apex Legends. Like, seriously, I have way too many good games to play right now. Like Far Cry New Dawn's taking Hi, up time. I am a female who plays video games. I do not play online multiplayer. Ah, uh, yeah, good <laughs> because dudes, y'all be crazy. But the beauty of Apex Legends is with the. Uh, the, the system where you can mark stuff in the environment, you don't actually need to talk to people in that game. That's they, true. Especially on console. They might, it does not matter. They might talk anyway. They find out there's a female on the other end. Yeah, I don't normally play online either, but the one time I did play Apex, like, as I mentioned last week, I got paired with, like, these two really friendly dudes who were, like, looking out for me and then, like, when one of that pair got taken down, like the other one, like I, I could still be revived. I'm like, no, don't revive me. It's four in the morning. I want to go to bed. But he's like sprinting toward the, the revive point. Like, okay, I guess. I got credited for a joke I didn't actually make where people were, they heard what I was saying, how I was a liability. And people were saying, oh, yeah, I love Matt's joke of I was the liability class as well. And so I'm going to stick with that joke for every online shooter. The liability like, class. Yeah, what class do you want to play? Liability. Well, <laughs> so here's the funny part. So remember 1up.com? Yes. Mm-hmm. I was a part of the forums there. And every Tuesday and Thursday, Tuesday, we would have um, Left 4 Dead Tuesdays and Team, no, Team Fortress Tuesdays and Left 4 Dead Thursdays. Where certain members of the of the community of our forums would actually play video games together on Xbox Live, um, so we would play Left 4 Dead, and we would play Team Fortress Two. Uh, they so, but we could hear each other and talk and stuff like that, and we would all be super drunk. Uh, and then I would come in, also super drunk, uh, especially with Team Fortress Two, and I'd either play the Demo Man or the Pyro. Hmm. And they would be like, Kayla's about to get down. Because every time I would die, I would take a shot. Oh, my God. That's bad. So what's really funny is that one of the guys who's like this 40-year-old guy named Spooky, who was hilarious, and he sent me alcohol up the ass. It was great. You did alcohol up the ass? I hear millennials love that. Yeah, I hear it uh, kicks in faster that way. Look, (laughs) sherry enemas are a serious danger. Please don't actually do it. Don't do that. Um... But he's do a more potent alcohol. <laughs> you know, someone actually died of a sherry enema, and his wife got sent to prison for it. What? <laughs> it's an actual thing that actually happened. The most embarrassing way to die in the no, world. The most embarrassing way to die is a Mike's Hard Lemonade enema. <laughs> yeah. Well, the guy was a was a reco- was an alcoholic. Oh, so that's why oh. he couldn't drink alcohol. He's like, but fuck it, I'll take it up the ass. So did she go to jail because she helped him? Like, did she pour yes. it down the funnel? She, she poured it in his, in his butt. Um, yes. Poured it. She doesn't really love him. She's got to spit that shit in there with a coke straw. <laughs> Welcome to Texas, everybody. <laughs> they were Texans. Um, but I would get drunk and then play as pyro mm. and murder everybody. Just. I did not fucking care. 
And then, for some reason, like, some of the guys found out on the other side that I was a girl. Oh. And they were like, I got beat by a girl. And then they would send me awful messages. Constantly. Mm. So you're saying it's the internet. It's the internet. Yeah. This is the first I've heard of this. The internet's never let me down before. I don't want to believe this. <laughs> but I'm I sure love playing online games with people I know. Like, we could play Team Fortress 2 literally until 3 a.m. in the morning. Mm. No problem. Well, if you're going to play that long, you might as well have some good background music. And it's a good thing Capcom just dropped a bunch of game music albums on Monster Spotify. Monster Hunter Jazz is the best. <laughs> That's guys, a real thing, right? To it. There's a Jazz you Monster Hunter to. album. No, there's there's thousands of, of different, well, not thousands, but hundreds of different Monster Hunter flavored albums that remix the themes in different styles. And that's the big thing about the drop of the music. It's not, you're not just getting the Street Fighter and Mega Man soundtracks. You're getting remixes and official albums. And like, you know, even if you've been to Japan before, seen, I don't know, one of the videos that we did where we go to Japan, the game stores have like wall size CD sections to this day. You're getting soundtracks that have never been brought over here ever, including for certain games that have never been brought over here either. Uh, that's that's all official now. Instead of having to rely on a fucking YouTube playlist and watching a bunch of fucking out of squatty potty ads in between in between your favorite jams. <laughs> I mean, it is. A I love to watching poop. unicorns poop oh, ice yeah. cream. <laughs> so what what do we think prompted this? Like, why did Capcom just decide to drop all these albums at one time? Because I think uh, the only people who have made money off of Capcom's music in America is thieves and vandals. So, uh, mm. <laughs> according that's a Bill Watterson quote there. I have a, a, an interview with him open on, in a magazine over here. But uh, yeah, the unofficial channels. Go look up any Capcom song. It's got like it's got it's got hundreds of thousands of views on YouTube, and it's never benefited Capcom before. Mm. And now there are finally digital channels that can benefit um, people like that. I love Spotify just for the reason of that. Like, that's how I have all of certain soundtracks that you can't get here anymore and that mm -hmm. I don't own anymore. Like, who is going to have Stubbs the Zombie soundtrack anymore but <laughs> me? Yeah, I think it might be finally time for me to get into Spotify because I was thinking, like, the other day, it's like, oh, it might be fun to do something on Twitter where it's like one of those one likes equals one favorite song thing. And then I'm like, why don't I just do, like, a Spotify playlist? There you go. Yeah. So I'm getting pretty darn tired on YouTube of uh, sitting through two ads now in order to listen to someone's stolen song just so I can steal it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is a podcasting in-joke if I've ever heard one. <laughs> All right. Um, there is a – do you guys like Burnout? I think we've yeah. talked about Burnout yeah. before on this show. Yeah. yeah, Burnout's great. There is a new Burnout-like game from the original developers of Burnout and the Ooh. creators. Uh, they're now known as Three Fields, called Dangerous Driving, and it's coming really soon, April 9th. Oh, well, they'll be dead by then. <laughs> uh, so the game includes several modes, including Takedown. That sounds oddly familiar. Uh, heat Wave Races, which are uh, you chain combos of takedowns. Uh, is it Eliminator, which sort of is like a... Battle Royale driving, uh, and then Road Rage and Pursuit Modes, which they're kind of inspired by Need for Speed Most Wanted. Um, which was inspired by fucking Burnout. Yeah. God damn it. Hey, this sounds like Texas. This sounds like our highways. Are they following me when I go to work? <laughs> well, I think at one point, didn't Criterion 
turned into the studio for Need for Speed at EA. For yes. Yeah. Uh, which mm-hmm. EA confirmed, uh, I think we talked about last week, there is another Need for Speed game coming this year. Uh, so the game's going to have 30 courses, seven different locations, uh, eight event types, new abilities. It sounds a lot like Burnout, and I am here for it. I love Burnout That's games. That's mad excited. I yeah. love yeah. Burnout. There is people who speed run Burnout. Oh, yeah. Well... I don't understand how that's possible, but it's happened. The sense of speed and burnout for racing games was sort of second to none for a while. Like when you would kick in that afterburner and just, oh, it mm. felt really good. Uh, I mean, the other stuff this, this these guys have done, they did like Dangerous Golf. Was it, wasn't that? The, that's their yeah, sub-brand. That it's it. like the yeah, Dangerous sure. Golf. They had Danger Zone 1 and 2, which were just like the crash portions of burnout, mm. which a lot of people didn't like because they were like in warehouses and didn't, didn't have the open world thing going on. Uh, or not open world, but like... You weren't, like, on the real roads causing yeah, yeah, huge yeah. crashes and stuff like that. So this seems like a return to traditional burnout, and they, there was a trailer they released for it. It looks really good. Uh, check it out. I'm excited because I'm a huge burnout fan. I'm fucking nuts excited. I'm ha- very happy about that. That makes me want to stream again. <laughs> Do it. Oh, yeah. I dare you. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, so, maybe. you know, our theme of this week's episode, we talked about romance in love. There is a new love triangle quest that's coming to Assassin's Creed Odyssey for free. Hmm. Along with an increased level cap to level 99. Nice. And a new game plus mode, which, you know, as if you needed another reason to drop another 100 hours into that game. Mm. Now there's a new game plus. Yeah, right? I'm already like 80 hours in. I haven't. I've completed the family quest, but I haven't. I know who the head of the cult is, Mm -hmm. but. uh, Because I didn't want it to be uh, the horny guy. So I had to check (laughs) just to make sure. Uh. So the, the new free quest is called A Brother's Seduction. I've seen that video on Pornhub. Um, and you are put in the middle of a love triangle with two brothers. Yeah. Kinky. Um, so, yeah. And that is free. It's just called Two Brothers. <laughs> yeah. You just play, through, you play the two brothers together. Uh, so uh, look forward to that for free. That's awesome. I'm yeah. excited. Uh, and then I wanted to end on the high note. I wanted to end on stuff that makes us all happy. There was a Nintendo Direct earlier this week, and boy, did it make me happy. There is a oh, lot yes. of really cool announcements. There's so many announcements. There is no Animal Crossing. What the fuck is this nonsense? Okay, that's wait, the best part the about the announcement. <laughs> <laughs> I said, let's be happy. Let's end on a high note. And the first thing you're doing is complaining. Well, somebody did say on Twitter that, like, well, they, you know, the reason Nintendo doesn't doesn't announce this is because they know you're not going to play anything else for three to six months after. Right? Are you out. really done with the old Animal Crossing? No, because it never ends. I think Animal Crossing will probably get its own uh, its own direct. Like Smash got like the dedicated directs, so Animal Crossing is big enough where when they do that announcement, it'll get its own. Um, but that doesn't mean there was still a lot of really fun stuff announced in this oh, direct. Yeah, for sure. So Super Mario Maker Two, anyone? Yeah, it's coming in June. Hooray! Yay. To Switch. I don't know why I'm excited about that. I'll never make anything in it. I have it on 3DS. Oh, okay. A lot of people are really anxious to see, like, a big part of, of Mario Maker was the touch controls, which technically the Switch has. It's not as good. Uh, it's using different technology. So anxious to see how they implement that um, with just regular controls. But it's real good Mario Maker on the go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is great. Yeah. Mario Maker on the go is a good thing. Uh, they yes. showed off a little bit more of Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, which is coming this eh. summer. Mm-hmm. Looks really it's still good. baffling. They saying the word X Men next to the Avengers and the Guardians. <laughs> I, I haven't know. heard it in a while, but they they keep saying and the X Men, and they show Wolverine and like, where are the other X Men? 
Right. It's just Wolverine. There are no other X-Men. No, that's all. <laughs> I need boring Cyclops. Yeah. It does yes. feel like a throwback because of that, though. It's like when you see the X-Men alongside the other Marvel characters, it's such a novelty yeah, at this point. It's been like 15 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they showed a game. Did you guys ever play the Box Boy games? Hell yes, I did. So Mr. and Mrs. Box Boy is coming to Switch, and it, it has two-player mode this time, so that's all new. 270 total stages, so there's Damn. a lot of Box Boy. I love those games, though. They're really I'm, fun. I'm not comfortable with them being married. They're abominations in the eyes of the <laughs> Lord. Uh, and so they announced that there's new free DLC coming to Captain Toad Treasure Tracker, uh, and that's a co-op mode. And then there's upcoming paid DLC, so even more puzzles to solve in Captain Toad. Uh, they showed off a little bit of Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, which is coming this summer. That game drives me nuts because it's like it's technically its own sequel now because <laughs> right. they made they made I, a spinoff the promo spinoff game. Direct. Yeah. I missed that part of the direct. Mm, Curse of the I Moon. I have no idea. Was really good. That was actually yeah. I think one of Brett's games of the year. It, it was yeah. And so yeah, uh, they. I don't know. They, I feel like this game has been. It's been in the making for years now at this point. Mm-hmm. So it's like, just get it out here. I want to play this thing. Yeah, I mean, the beta's been playable on PC for a while, which is mm-hmm. really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's very much like, you know, that that classic Symphony of the Night style gameplay. It is really weird to see, like, backer portraits in the, like, the main hall, the castle, uh, yeah, when you go in. Yeah. It's like, it sort of takes you out of it. I mean, but it's, it's not Symphony of the Night 2D. Like, it is a 3D game. You know, they were showing Well, off. it's... It's two, maybe it's, two and a half D. It's two D movement with a with three D graphics. Right, right. But it is. But they a showed side some scroller. stuff where she was like going around a tower, and and it's it's you're walking into the background, mm. so it's slight three D. Um, they showed off Dragon Quest Builders too, and confirmed that's coming July twelfth. Very exciting. Yeah. Uh, and then they showed off Dragon Quest eleven. The definitive edition, mm-hmm. which is coming this year, which they kind of they kind of sped over it, but it seems to bring in one of the the coolest uh, features from the 3DS version, which is that you can switch between the uh, classic like eight bit style and like the the modern 3D graphics. Right. Yeah, that, and they were doing that with the music too. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that that's a big thing in the states for Dragon Quest Eleven last year. We only got like it was basically MIDI. Yeah, it was like synth soundtrack. So this is the the full orchestral score is coming to this version, which I think Japan got for their version. Uh, and then it also has both English and Japanese options. So you get subs or dubs mm-hmm. in this version. So it, that and at that plus, I think there is some exclusive content, some stuff uh, with your party members, like side story stuff. So this, if you have not played Dragon Quest Eleven, this is the the definitive way to play it. It's really good, you guys. It, in fact, All it's right, in the name, fine. definitive. Uh, here's one that looks like Chris. Did you see the Disney Zoom Zoom Festival? Sometimes. I, I didn't see the trailer, but yeah. Uh, it's basically Mario Party with Zoom Zooms. That's, that stupid mobile game mm. had it took to me for a very, very long time. Oh, yeah. They're basically was... like yes, Beanie Baby this. Disney characters. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Starlink Battle for Atlas has a new update in April with all new Star Fox content. Ooh. Uh-huh. The Wolf Team. Uh, more of the Wolf Team oh, makes sweet. their appearance. Yeah. And I think that's free. I, uh, I couldn't. I didn't see a price on that. But anyway, so that's coming in April. Uh, don't sleep on Starlink, you guys. It's on sale a lot. It's so good it's and it's so good. cheap. <laughs> yes. Like I, I, it was at Best Buy on. Well, everything. I think this, if I'm being honest, the Switch version is the one that you want. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I played on. The other versions were on sale at Best Buy for twenty bucks, but they don't have the Star Fox content or the R Wing. The Star Fox stuff is really cool. Mm-hmm. It's really fun. Yeah. Uh, Rune Factory 4 Special is coming to Switch, and then they just confirmed that Rune Factory 5 is in development. 
I know you were yes! worried. Michael, I was. look at me. Rune Factory yeah, yeah, five. Yeah. Five. Oh. five. I'm holding oh. up my hand. Five things. Five Rune Factories. This what five Rune Factory factors. is. That's um, where they make rooms, duh. Hello. I don't. And apparently you can marry them. Yeah, it's like an RPG yes. series where you can get married and stuff. And know. then you can announce the tea is ready, my dear. <laughs> yeah, I saw that too. And I was like, uh, uh, this is a weird type of fire emblem I'm watching. Who wouldn't want to marry a rune? Rune are those hills on a beach, right? No, those are dunes. Yeah. Oh, fuck. All no, right, Ru- what, what rune is the, the novel by Frank Herbert about the desert planet. And the okay. <laughs> Isn't that the Lords of the Runes where they like brand you with something sure. and other people get worse because of it? Uh huh. And there's a volcano and you have to throw a ring into it. Yeah, or something. I don't know. You guys are talking crazy. <laughs> Speaking of crazy, Square announced a new RPG that's coming, all new IP called Oninaki, which has some like a little bit of like Shin Megami Tensei stuff where it's like you're channeling demons for some of the fights. I don't know. Look it's cool. It's like Lost Souls. And no one can mourn, which is very stunted. Hmm. And people should be able to mourn how they want. I don't understand this. Hmm. Right. Especially they should be able to mourn, mourn over the shot of Yoshi in the Labo from Yoshi's Crafted World. Which oh, I don't understand this. It's so cute, <laughs> but I hate it. The, it looks it looks super cute. It's so fucking adorable. I should be loving fucking Yoshi because he's so fucking adorable. Yeah. But it just makes me want to get angry. Them being too fucking cute. It's cute. It's cuter than like a Kirby game, which that's like super cutesy. It's like Kirby's epic yarn times a zillion, and I'm pissed. Uh, So the demo that the the big news though, there's a demo that's available now. So they announced that during the show, and then the game itself is coming March 29th. So check that out. Uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses. They showed a lot of that game, and then they also said. Hey, it's taking a little bit longer to develop than we thought. It's moving to July 26th, which isn't that far back. That's not far back. But I can't wait because I can't... I, yeah, I started uh, Fire Emblem at Awakening, mm-hmm. not knowing exactly what I was getting into. And then, like, this is really good and I love it forever. Yeah. I mean, it looked very Fire Emblem. Like, they showed... Uh, they were basically showing a lot of the lore from this game and yeah. telling the backstory and, like, the three... Houses you can represent. I don't know. Hmm. It, it's Fire Emblem. It's. It feels like it's like another departure from Fire Emblem Fates, and I keep wanting to say Fats because, God damn it, Chris, I hate you. Fire Emblem Fats. Can't wait for my brain to laterally explore in three houses. <laughs> yes, right. Yeah. But I'm so excited for that. That's a soap dish joke. It's stupid. Couple quick news hits here. So Final Fantasy IX is available today. It's available right now on Switch. And Mm -hmm. then seven is coming uh, next month, March 26th. Not the remake, guys. Don't get no. Yeah. No, just no. Just you see. already have the best Final Fantasy in nine. And it's available. Probably so. the mobile versions, because that's what they typically port for mm. these games. Does probably. nine have a mobile version? Maybe. Yeah, they have a tablet version of all of these yeah. games. Yeah. Uh, Dead by Daylight is coming this fall. Uh, Delta Rune Chapter One is available to download for free. And... More runes. <laughs> oh wait, that, I like this actually. <laughs> Uh, which we played last year on PC. It's really yep. good. Uh, check it out. Uh, they Damon X Machina uh, announced they have a free demo that's available now. It's called Prototype that's the Missions. Mech one, isn't it? That is the mech game. So you get to sample if you want to play the mech game, which I know a lot of people are excited about the mech game. 
there's a new racing game called Grid Autosport coming summer 2019. Yeah. That's all I have to say about that. Uh, Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice is coming this spring. Mm-hmm. Played I, that. I think Super interesting. It's a Viking schizophrenia. Yes. I, I started playing it actually over the weekend on Game Pass. Uh, you have to play yep. that game with a headset. Here's what's interesting. So this is a Ninja Theory game. And it was published by Ninja Theory for other platforms, but they've since been bought by Microsoft. So is this the right. second example where Microsoft is publishing a game on a Nintendo platform? Other than well, they Minecraft? published it themselves previously, so I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't at know all. how this works. I'm so confused. Hmm. It is, but also happy because it took me forever to try and f- like. I kept trying to find this game on sale forever. Mm. But I couldn't because it was always on PlayStation only. And then when I got my Xbox S, for some dumb reason, I uh, guess, <laughs> guess why, uh, it was on there. And I was like, oh, sweet. Yeah, yeah it's part I of Game will... Pass. It's, it's why not It's play? great. It's fantastic. Yep. It's a trip. Yeah, you have to play it in headphones. But it is, yeah. it is a really good trip to have. Yeah, it, it messes you the whole time. Like, it basically, the premise of that game is you are the... Someone with mental, yeah, you're schizophrenic, and you hear voices, and yeah. so the reason you have to play with headphones is, is like you will hear the little whispers in your ear the entire time, and they're all contextual. Like if you look at a certain thing, it's like, why is she looking at that? Why isn't she looking the other way? And it's like, dangerous. You need to stop. Yes, oh, yeah. Don't. And you're like, what the fuck is that? Yep. But um, it's so well made. It is. It's. I love games like this. I love. I don't like really big blockbuster games. Like, they're cool and all. Mm-hmm. But I love games that have something different. It's also really beautiful. Like, just playing it on the Xbox, it looks gorgeous. amazing. I'm anxious to see how that translates to the Switch, but it's, it's a beautiful game. Playing God of War made me want to play this game and, <laughs> and Horizon Zero Dawn. Like, immediately okay. afterwards. Sure. Yeah. And I... Did. It was just instantaneous. Like I gotta buy both of these. So two new, two more news hits. I want to get through. And Nintendo saved the best for last. So there is a new game coming from Platinum Games called Astral Chain that's hitting August thirtieth. Uh, here's how Nintendo describes the game: as part of a police special forces unit in a multicultural futuristic city, players work together with a humanoid special weapon, Legion, in a synergistic action system of battle and exploration. And they specifically pointed out after, like, showing the trailer, um, there's always two players on the screen at one time. So mm-hmm. I don't know if it's like a brother situation where you're mm. controlling two at once or if that's just the co-op we're but, seeing. Yeah, they're doing synchronized movements. So. Right. Uh, but, this, but, dude, that's so exciting to me because uh, Platinum, which is a, a studio I think we all love, right? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. But, but they haven't done anything in a while that wasn't part of a license or a bigger publisher. Right. They yeah. worked on or, or, Star or Fox, ba- They're working or... on Bayonetta, right? Yeah. Bayonetta 3. Right. And Nier Automata counts as part of well, a bigger Yeah, publisher. but that's, that's a square franchise. But like when when I think of like, dude, they haven't done anything like Vanquish. That's true. In, in a while. Fucking, yeah. In like a decade. And like, oh shit. And I looked at saw this trailer and I just got really happy. Well, Scalebound, yeah. they were working on the original one that got canceled at Microsoft. And that was the other joke if this ever actually exists. Mm. Uh, let's Fingers crossed that it does. And they don't go make another bad Ninja Turtles game. Did anyone else see this? the start of this trailer and think like, is this a new Sin and Punishment game? What is this? <laughs> no, because I haven't yes. thought of Sin and Punishment Sorry. in forever. I'm but so, now that you I mention that it. Too. Well, lame. Uh, this game does have some big names behind it. So Kamiya and... Um, Taura, who is the director of Nier Automata. So the guy behind Bayonetta and the guy behind Nier Automata are both working on this game. So it has a nice pedigree. Mm. Uh, Final announcement. 
It started with what looked like a Zelda anime. Best announcement. There is a remake of Link's Awakening coming to the yes. Switch. Um, I might actually so play this game. It's fucking adorable. I can't. It's a beautiful it. recreation of the opening cinematic, like the first ever Zelda cinematic mm-hmm. from the original Game Boy game. It was so cool to you see. Mean, you mean the anime thing where Link is like, he gets, he's on a ship and he gets struck by lightning? Yeah. Yes. And But then the actual game, what it looks like, is completely unexpected. Because so. Link's Awakening is is a Game Boy game. It's it's been yeah, locked in the 2D, Game Boy for years and years. Locked yeah. in 2D they look forever. like toys. It looks like you're fucking playing. Yeah, toys. and so this is like a you're playing adorable, cute toys, and I can't fucking. You're right. Handle like it. I was looking at a still. I I just paused the video, and it has like a plasticky sheen over everything. It looks like little amiibo figures come to life. Like huh. it's it's a 2D Zelda game. We should say just like mm-hmm. Link's Awakening, but with 3D visuals. Yeah, but it's so it, it looks a little bit like. Um... What was the Link to the Past sequel that just came out recently? A Link Between Worlds. Link Between Worlds. Yeah, which was fantastic. And if you haven't played it, you absolutely should. I One of the three Zeldas I've actually played. I guess it looks a little like that. I would just say, though, the art style is just completely different from anything I've ever seen Zelda. Looks like Asterix from Asterix and Ovalings. <laughs> he looks like the Kikita said. He looks more like a little Link toy or something that comes hmm. to life. Like he's. Uh, but I don't right. mind that. It, it's and it's unique. It's super definitely unique. good about it. Yeah. It's very cutesy. I just think I love when Nintendo challenges expectations of what like a Zelda game should look like. You know, it's like, hey, I'd be happy. Just give me a, a Wind Waker style game again. Right. But um, this is, again, kind of them a huge departure in art style for a Zelda game, uh, which I think is a smart move. I wish I knew. I haven't played this in so long and I know it's a good Zelda game, but I think it's the Zelda game, the next Zelda game that people have played the most, given how many times it's been re-released and available it's been on every Nintendo portable forever, up to and including the 3DS, with the remake. So I think it's the Zelda the most people play that has never really been redone. Mm. And the excitement out there is very clear. I just, oh. I'm just i I'm excited to have any new Zelda, because I just assumed... I, I, I wasn't expecting they'd even go back. To, if they were going to go back to it, it'd be on the 3DS, where I might not see it. Uh, so, ooh, yeah, very I, I thought there'd be a lot of hate around this, like, because it had such a big departure visually, like Wind Waker. I was doing a watch party on the uh, official Laser Time Facebook community. We were watching the direct together, and everyone's response was just, like, overwhelmingly positive. Like, people were excited. Like, one of our fellow mods was saying he was crying when he saw these. He's like, once I realized what it was, I just, oh, I couldn't help but start crying. I'm like, all right. So, so Max Scoville actually posted a video of um, his coworker, uh, Brian Otano. As it was going, and he literally, Brian Otano started crying. Aww. He's like, I'm wearing the fucking shirt. I saw that uh, same video. And like, I know so that many guy. people, this is the game. Like, yeah. It, yeah. I mean, we're older, so we have like the NES, you know, aesthetic of like, oh, this is what the NES, like Link 1, Link 2, whatever. But for a lot of people, the Game Boy was it. Yeah. The Game Boy was their Nintendo, you know, yeah. If, yeah. if you're below 34. Mm. Like, you had it in your hands. This is with you forever. Like, yeah. this is your Nintendo, and it is yours. Right. And that's what that link is. It is their awakening of <laughs> of Zelda. Yeah. And it looks like how a Zelda from... A transposition from that Zelda to from the Game Boy and how your mind's eye would see it. Yeah. Onto an actual Switch where you can actually perceive it. That is that, like, that that art style that immediately evoked that art style, like, 
I am a child and I'm seeing this. And this is what I thought that Zelda and that Link and that world would look to like. Right. Well, because you had to imagine back then, you're, it, it's like, what would it look like if you brought Dot Matrix Link into 3D, right? Because that's basically that's what the Game Boy was. It was yeah. like it was just like a oh, bunch, yeah. of, bunch of dots, ASCII, black and white, yeah. you know, or green and black, I should say. Uh, but yes, but to see that stuff like visualized in 3D, I think that's why they went with a really unique art style, and it's uh yeah, it's good to see people excited and not just completely like shitting on it like they did with Wind Waker at first, because Wind Waker ended up being one of my favorite Zelda games. So. Yeah. Uh, and that is all the news from the Direct and all the news that is fit to play. Oh my gosh. Well, let's move on to the community segment, which as always is what? Segmenting the community. I like to bring the community together in a big hug because uh, I'm really gamer does. mom. Mm-hmm. I, I, I do love that I've turned that into a shitty catchphrase. Um, I, I'm, by the way, a shitty catchphrase, I'm the only one who says, no doubt. Every you're right. Week. You're right. God damn it. I'd like um, to peep, there's, think there's people at home listening that then repeat alongside uh-huh, me. Yeah, yeah, well, you're wrong I'm on the first part. Sure of it, and then they cry. <laughs> <laughs> wrong on the people listening yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm sure nobody listens to this point in the podcast, so if you do, you're in the secret club. Mm-hmm. I uh, love you guys. Aw. Last week's question of the week, as you might remember, was who's your favorite video game ape or monkey? Kayla, you weren't here last week. Do you have an answer? Yes, it is actually Monkey from Enslaved. That's pretty good. Technically correct. (laughs) Technically, his name is Monkey. Yes. And there's a romance in that game. I mean, as a human, he is te- he's he's a primate, so yeah. sure. He's a primate. Yeah. I, yes. That, I'll accept and, it. He's yes, roided see, out. Thank you. He's mm-hmm. super roided out. You can't get traps like that without steroids. No. I hate to tell you. <laughs> tell it to Andy Circus. Uh, <laughs> I well, will. First to respond on VidgeGameApocalypse.com was Laser Time Rules, once again, who says, The first gorilla of gaming, Donkey Kong, specifically the Donkey Kong Country games, because... My mind was blown that it was made for the Super Nintendo. It was, and still is, an amazing game. Oh, and DK94 for Game Boy is another reason, because I love puzzles, motherfuckers. No, you only get one answer. Don't fucking put two answers on there, you <laughs> stupid piece right. of Go I out mean, and Kayla, get him, get him. I'll, I'll Laser time rules, short. you can only have one fucking answer. Yeah. One. How dare you? One. Make a choice. God and damn can it. I, can I address something? Because the Laser Time community, Facebook community brought it up that like people our age are really hard on Donkey Kong Country, mm-hmm. whereas people who are younger, like Kayla was just talking about, like this game blew their minds and has never been not fun mm-hmm. and I, me- I meant to give, give an answer there but uh, one I don't think Donkey Kong Country games hold up that well they're just a lot of the same sameness sure. and they don't control very well but two remember we were all lied to and told we didn't need another system because Nintendo had revolutionized this new process to make games so we, we could have Toy Story graphics and we all bought it yeah. and uh, there's do you not feel like a, like burned a little bit by Donkey Kong Country like you were kind of fibbed to a little bit. Hey, guess what? I I was a Genesis kid. I loved it at the time. Oh, we're sorry, Caleb. I got an SNES Mini uh, oh, classic okay. when it came out, so I actually played Donkey Kong Country for the first time. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. a year ago, and I loved it. Great music. My lukewarm hot take was Donkey Kong Country looked revolutionary at the time. I was always sort of meh on the gameplay. I felt like yeah, it's fine. You go through the levels, like. It didn't even have the depth to me of like a Super Mario World with all the secrets and powers and things to discover. It was just fine, I, you know. It still had yeah, plenty it just, of it's, secrets. It's not as bad a game as I think people like me let on. Hmm. It's just not one I enjoy the most from the 16-bit era. Yeah. 
And when I see those rubber fucking palm plants, I want to throw up for some reason. <laughs> I don't know. It's just that that art style, that like uh, early generation CG style, like to me is grotesque. And I find it bizarre that Donkey Kong has resain- retained that calic and tie mm-hmm. of that Western redesign. That is sort of weird that he still looks like a, a Dairy Queen uh, Sunday yeah. years later. <laughs> he looks like a middle manager. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, M. Stan the Man says, I don't know if this counts for favorite or most hated, but the apes from Ape Escape trying to chase down those assholes as they taunted me with their flashing hats while simultaneously figuring out how to use two analog sticks at the same time is one of my fondest early gaming memories. This is witchcraft. (laughs) (laughs) What am I doing? Uh, Certainly certainly the best hats in all apedom, for sure. Plus they had a simian solid snake, so you can't really complain. That is correct, yes. People snake. Hey, Joey Jojo says, as if if it could be anyone other than Chaos, from Primal Fear, the ape monster who attacks with his bodily fluids. Uh, Whether it's the Fart of Fury or the Golden Shower, Chaos is a master technician in combat and is clearly supremely resourceful. Um... Has one uh, has one game has one character in games ever said so much about how developers view their target demographic? <laughs> he, along with Boogerman, the Great Mighty Pooh, and Come Commando, really showcased how much game developers in the '90s thought their audience had an insatiable appetite for the disgusting. Play aloud. I'm actually not surprised, Chris, that you would actually read that response. <laughs> I didn't mean <laughs> it wasn't on purpose. No, I, I just I lived that response. I don't think Come Commando is real, but he should be. I don't know who Come Commando is, but until we find out, I'm just going to say it's me. I'm going to say it's Chris. Yeah, it's I do, me. I do remember Major Mucus from Earthworm Jim, but uh, <laughs> maybe that's the Australian version. I don't know. Which is really a waste because it should just be Commando. Come yeah, on, yeah, yeah. Chaos made it into my uh, gaming's greatest farty butt sizzle that uh, was very unpopular, but I watched the other day and made me giggle. From Twitter. Dub G says, Sten from Breath of Fire 2. I don't know what kind of monkey he is, but he must have hung out with Dalsim at some point. He's also a grizzled war vet from a magical monkey army who moonlights as a scam artist. Plus, he can turn into a monkey genie and wear a sweet-ass blue vest. Man, can we all rack that at some point? I would like to rock a sweet-ass blue vest. Nice. I mean, Jesus. Is everybody else triggered this week by uh, the words genie and Yeah, blue? the words genie. Yeah. Uh, I was going to ask you, can we stop for a moment and yeah, just talk about that? That was kind of It's one of the worst things I've ever seen and emblematic of why they should really stop doing that. <laughs> Let's pause for a moment and realize every other scene in that trailer looked like absolute funny or die horse shit. It looked <laughs> terrible. Terrible, and it will never look as good as the the uh, animated version. You know what? I thought the same thing about the Beauty and the Beast remake, mm-hmm. and then I had a fight with my boyfriend and saw the Beauty and Beast remake by myself, and mm-hmm. and then I thought about how wrong I was. <laughs> oh, I well, I was wrong about the Jungle Book. I didn't bother seeing Beauty and the Beast because the Jungle oh my Book god, is- the Jungle Book remake was great. The Beauty and the Beast remake is shot for shot amazing, like. I was upset and ashamed of myself for not seeing it earlier. Not it is me. <laughs> you're a walking penis, so no, I have it's not. No- a- 
I'm here defending the fucking princesses, goddammit. Uh, the, the reason why those versions of those tales are special is because anybody could have told those stories, and the way Disney told them was very special at the time. Mm-hmm. To retell them in the exact same way does a disservice to their entire process. There are other, there are other classic tales that need to be told, as Frozen 2, for example. <laughs> <laughs> Which has no Sora so whatsoever. Weird, but I'm... I might understand. I might know where they're going with that. Uh, I might know where they're going with Frozen Two. I th- I think the the live action remakes are totally fine. I, I don't they're really totally have a huge fine. problem with them. I loved I loved um, I loved Jungle Book Two. I loved the Jungle Book remake. I loved Beauty and the Beast remake. I knew they were separate from what I grew up with. Yeah, and that not. was fine. They do the same songs, and they're dressed the same way, and they're styled the same way. The, some of those characters don't exist in other versions of Beauty and the Beast. They were put that's in fine. there by people in the fine. 90s. And yeah. that's... But Christopher... It's not... It's like a bad cover song. And, and we should expect more from a But it's not a bad a cover com- song. It's not. It's actually not a bad cover song. Sorry, sorry. It it's is an a uninspired, cover it's, song. It's an uninspired cover song from a, a studio who should be at the forefront of creativity. I understand uh, this, but it's not for us. It's it's specifically pandering to us. It is for us, and it's it's something I think we should all like recognize in ourselves and like say like nah, maybe playing those songs from our child like that Lion King trailer really does it for me, and I hate that it does because I really yeah. don't want to see it. <laughs> but you guys are talking about the the two upcoming because like the Jungle Book was not a shot for shot remake at all. It had a lot of no, different stuff, and no. so really you're just talking about Beauty and the Beast, and then what we think Aladdin will be, and what no one remembers of Cinderella. You don't remember Kenneth Branagh's Cinderella. It happened. It was mm. it, this has been happening for a while. Oh yeah, yeah. I actually never actually saw the Cinderella remake. I I, I also sort of lump Maleficent in there with them as well, even though I know that's not a remake of anything. I, it's I'm just, just like, gonna say if it doesn't take advantage of the genie's malleability by giving us a huge eyed, huge mouthed wall smath or a right. tiny eyed, tiny mouthed wool smooth. Right. This but is all Will Smith has to do is do like one "Mama No" <laughs> and I'll be bright, I'll be right back in. Listen to Laser Time this week. It's all about black sitcoms. Hero at Time eight sixteen says, I hope this counts, but mine has to be the Pokemon Infernape. And then I always think about the King of Names when I hear that. (laughs) Infernape! He's one of my all-time favorite Pokemon and just has a cool design. Plus, he's actually based on the Monkey King, which means technically he's based on Goku from Dragon Ball, and that's the closest I'll ever get to my two favorite franchises, officially crossing over with each other. Well, I'm just going to say uh, Hero of Time 816. Never say never. Mm. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know anything, but it's like, if, if Pokemon can cross over with Nobunaga's ambition, it can probably cross over with Dragon Ball Z at some point. Uh, from the official Laser Time Facebook community, Michael Beachy says, Spark Mandrill from Mega Man X. He's a simian yeah. and a robot. Fine, reploid, whatever, don't at me, nerds. Uh, which has got to be in the top five mad scientist you said project that, not goals. Matt. You can Matt, you can at Matt at that. Yeah, all you can have, yeah, that's fine. At Matt at that. And I'll ban you. <laughs> His design is big, intimidating, and powerful, and he looms over X. Uh, that he's fast on top of it is surprising. Plus, he's got festive Christmas lights, shoulder donuts. It's a shame he's such a pushover after you beat Chill, Chill Penguin because he's otherwise quite threatening still. His stage music is pretty kick-ass. That's the weirdest words I've ever heard put together. Chill Penguin? Actually, that's pretty apt. Yeah. I had to do a double take and make sure it wasn't Chili Penguin. 
Chili Penguin. <laughs> Original Japanese name was like Chill Penguigo. <laughs> there you go. Jason Cromer says Diddy Kong because that little guy is adorable and is juggling and is rapping with his boombox. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sure. I love Diddy. He was my uh, he was my main in the last Smash. Mine was King Diddy. Pink Diddy all the way. Andrew Harbour says, I'd have to go with scientist and weapons manufacturer turned evil warmaggering ape head with a floating laser shooting hand. <laughs> Andros! <laughs> I've played through the Star Fox series countless times with 64 remaining the peak of the series for me. And nothing gets me more pumped than flying solo through the tunnels of Venom. Hold on, I'm going to fall asleep real quick. Being taunted before a terrifying final reveal of Andros. Before blasting him away and ultimately tearing him down only to his brains and eyes. That's gross. It is gross. <laughs> Kalama! Still one of my all-time favorites for the, N- for the N64 and a really great port of the 3DS. I don't know any of those words that came together. <laughs> I don't understand any of that. Okay. All right. Well, new question of the week. What is your favorite video game romance of all time? All games, not just Bioware. Um, you know what? I'm going to go with uh, Link and Midna. Even though that was never quite official, I always felt like Link was uh, genuinely had some sort of bond with Midna. And at the, the end of Twilight Princess was such a, a tragic uh, thing where I was like, that's not going to come to pass after all but like Zelda was like a total non-entity in that game almost she was kind of cold and distant whereas Midna was immediate and involved in the adventure and a constant companion and uh yeah just 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 seeing that kind of fall apart at the end was it was extremely sad I guess spoiler warning there you can put that what you didn't you feel for to. the shark girl who also wanted to bang, bang Link I mean uh, that's yeah, in every Breath other game wild because holy fuck <laughs> Yeah, Mifa was great, but she's not developed to the degree Midna is. Midna's with you the whole game. I mean, none of them are Gross, developed Michael. as much as the Shark Prince from Breath of the Wild. That's true. Oh, Cedon. man. Everyone, everyone wants to see <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um I'm going to have to go with Bayek of Siwa from mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed Origins and his wife, Aya. Yeah. Uh, I just love, you know, when they finally reunite, in the game because she you know i has been off like doing missions or whatever and and he's 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 been doing his thing and then when they see each other it's just like i mean it's not love at first sight they're they've been married and stuff Mm. but just like the reunion is super romantic i love the fact that they just they will fucking make out before every mission it's just like okay i'm being i'm going to go kill this man come here and then it's just like full-on make out french kiss (laughs) tongue like it is it is they show you everything uh they are just i think a great representation of like a married couple who is like deeply deeply in love mm-hmm. they've been through tragedy they lost a son together yeah. and yet this, and it the, clearly fucked them up yeah but the love is still completely there and they're just like this vengeance this shared need for vengeance has brought us mm. even closer in a fucked up way as a married couple yeah, um yeah. they are it's just like it's a very believable romance to me it's just like wow hashtag relationship goal yeah hashtag <laughs> hashtag hot like they yeah Woo. Go buy it. Down was this, fuck. Was this, uh, was this who we want to ship or a real game relationship? This is real Whoops, game is. relationships. Your favorites. Uh, well, I'll explain my choice because it's something I'm sure everyone is screaming and it's been uh, subtext throughout the last almost 30 years, but uh, Wendy and Morton Koopa Jr. <laughs> oh, I, I know they're related. They're brother and sister. 
I know this, but there's hints that all over the place. That is illegal in most states, Chris. Do they do they look like they have the same dad? Yes. No. No, they don't. <laughs> they both have no, spiny turtle completely, shells. They're completely different colors. They're completely different sizes. And I don't want to see it like in a porny way, but like in a really classy uh, French film way that gets nominated for an Oscar in the late '90s. He's not their dad. The guy's named Morton Koopa Jr. Yeah, so he's Morton right. Koopa's son. He's not and, Bowser. And how exactly. sad is it that pe- more people remember Morton Koopa Jr. now than Morton Downey Jr., whose his name was based <laughs> his on? His name was based yeah. on. Yeah, boy, that's a timeless celebrity to borrow a name uh, from, isn't yeah. it? I'm a raging conservative who chain smokes constantly and dies of lung cancer. And blows it in people's faces yeah. while interviewing them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Real asshole, that guy. Yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> Did they pay me? Absolutely. They gave me my life back. <laughs> what? That was his uh, smoking <laughs> cessation smoking, commercial. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Watch the documentary Provocateur about him. It's amazing. Mm. How he sees stage being beat up by white supremacists in the did. San Francisco bathroom. Shaved his own head and everything. That's fantastic. Wow. Sounds like my Sunday nights. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, Kayla, who's who's your favorite? Oh, oh God. Okay. This is... Uh... You can just say Morton Koopa Jr. and Winston <laughs> Koopa if you want. Yeah. Like... That's acceptable at no, this point. No, actually, it's not. Uh, it is not. It is... Uh, it's actually Carthonassi from KOTOR mm. 1. So, Carthonassi uh-huh. and Revan. Yep, Carthonassi and Revan, they are my first, uh, because I, uh, I am dumb, and I bought my Xbox original for Fable. Ooh. Oh, sure. Well, the promise of Fable was... <laughs> the promise of Fable, and yeah. then it came out Growing apple a year later <laughs> yeah. than when I bought it, than what they were supposed to bring it out. Yeah. So I, uh, I bought KOTOR because I was like, a fucking Star Wars game? Of course. Sweet Jesus, I will play this. And then, of course, I played it forever. So what is it about boring Malcolm Reynolds that you like, specifically? (laughs) He's not boring. Mm -hmm. He is very... He is... He is a very nuanced and conflicted individual who has his own past and his own fuck-ups. He is a widower, and his son is gothy and dumb and went and tried to join the Sith, and you have to redeem him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's also a bit into kink, which is nothing wrong, because uh, he wants to spank you. Sure. And he's very much not into wanting to do this. But when he finds out that you are her fucking Revan, he gets mad, and then he gets over it like a fucking adult. <laughs> you killed countless millions of people. Yeah. But you know what? You've been nice to me, so uh-huh. we're going we're gonna to let bygones be got bygones. You're you Hitler, but you're an okay guy. Water so. under the bridge. Mm-hmm. Well, you have, I can see that even without all of this, you, especially if you play light side, mm-hmm. you know, you are a nice person. You do do good things. Revan was a good person who admittedly, man, there is a lot of expanded universe fiction in this and I'd rather not go into it, mm-hmm. but I loved Carthonassi. He, he, like that showed me that what was going on was possible in games and that type of growth was possible in games it is it is so easy for men to sexualize female characters in games it is also really easy for women to sexualize male characters in games i'm not going to discount that it just doesn't happen as often there's not as many of them yeah it takes a lot i am telling you 
in a female perspective, it takes a lot of guts to put that kind of interest in time and effort to do that in a game. Hmm. Because to feel that way, to feel that connection and to see it played out, like that takes a lot of guts. And it means that you are mature. It means like that company is mature enough to understand that that is actually what people that some people want in a game they want that nuance that they can do that because that actually happens in fucking real life love actually happens every single day in real life and it's not just a fucking story that is something people need to understand and that if people are upset because of it that is dumb (laughs) damn that is a hell of a way to go out on our Valentine's show. <laughs> Was the national anthem playing over there? <laughs> it can People be. People deserve love. Uh, no matter who and no matter what. I love Corthor Nasty, even though he's problematic. But I I do love him. He is my orange jacket, bearded dude who mm. pines after you in KOTOR 2. Well, that is not made by Bioware, but is also made by Obsidian. Who is also he in KOTOR 2? I forget. Yes, he is. He's mm. at the very end. You you see him at the very beginning oh, in Hollows, right. yeah, yeah, and you yeah. beat him at the very end. Mm-hmm. He is not a playable anything. He's not a party member. He's the one that got away. He, he yes. He mm. is in there because he is Admiral Carthon Assing. All right. Yeah. Awesome. Well, let's go some plugs. Kayla, as the guest, where can people find your stuff? Well, if you'd like to hear my obnoxious rambling, I host PNB, Podcast and Bullshit. That's right. That is the actual title. Language. That's what it stands for? It is what it stands for. <laughs> uh, if you've heard Travis, I deal with him constantly. Oh, man. Uh, T.O. It is lost. fun. We have done it for A-plus years. We also have other podcasts like Level Select, where we talk about a fantastic level and a fantastic game somewhere. Mm-hmm. Grind Forever, where we talk about uh, role-playing games. Mostly it's me rambling about bullshit and romance and stuff. It's cool. Whatever. Or Pokemon. Who knows? Mm-hmm. If that happens. Or PNB FM, uh, where I talk about music, or we talk about music, and we pick a music song that we like in video games. This week, it's going to be Love Songs. I am hosting that song. I'm hosting that episode. Do with it as you will. Uh, and if we can, we'll do Alpha After Alpha again, which is our actual play podcast where we role play a space D&D, and it's super fun. And in one episode, I get super mad and shoot a dude because he's super misogynistic. Nice. That's how it works. Also cake. Um, but it's fun, and we have fun. And we also have a Patreon. So I enjoy doing it. it I love it. What's that address for the Patreon, Kayla? Uh, Patreon slash PNB. There we go. All right. Fair enough. Chris? What up, y'all? Um, yes, I want to tell you about Laser Time this week. The aforementioned T.L. Foster is on that shit with uh, talking about yep. black sitcoms and on our Black History Month, his, uh, what we consider the best black sitcoms. Or just Trab. Uh, hit him up if you feel he's incorrect. Just hmm. kidding. Uh, and, <laughs> Don't do that. I will murder you. Uh, 302010 this week, uh, where we look 30, 20, and 10 years ago, uh, back in time to, to pop culture releases that help us figure out our lives. Not only are we talking about Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, not only are we talking about The Burbs, 
not only are we talking about office space, uh, Street Fighter 4 turns 10 years old. Oh, oh my God, I remember that announcement. Oof. Yeah, and I think that's a mu- that ended up becoming a much more important game than just a successful game. Uh, and we'll talk about why on this week's 302010, which you should listen to. It's a great episode. And, uh, of course, there's patreon.com slash lasertime that supports all of these endeavors. We have a new show this week with uh, uh, my buddy Adam, he's, uh, for who owns his own pin- who owns his own arcade, talking about uh, what happens when you own a pinball game that turns out, hey, this thing from 40 years ago might be considered problematic. And like, oh, never thought of that. I just assumed there's a relic. I don't look at it like that. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's pretty shitty. Oh, you, mean, you, mean, you mean my uncle's Bally's Playboy right. bowling yeah, arcade game that, that he owns? Yeah, it's, it's like it's... Almost at best, every pinball game art is the original version of Pirates of the Caribbean ride. Like uh, it's uh, chasing around, so, chasing around some lady with a bowling pin kind of shit. Like it's been a bunch of old timey humor on the sides and on the marquee art. And like ah, I never, I never thought of that. I never thought of that at all. Your boobs cannot actually hold up that tube top. Why are you wearing it? Yeah. Type of thing. Yeah. yeah, that that every single woman in every pinball game looks is either, either looks like uh, someone from Heavy Metal or Ronald Reagan. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but th- look forward to that. And uh, yeah, if you liked our Conan show, and I think a couple of y'all did, uh, we do have the 10th anniversary special up there. In addition to a bonus episode of uh, 302010, the Listener Strike Back edition, uh, where you guys can correct us. Call us assholes. Tell us why we're wrong about stuff. Love doing that. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> I, I will tell. ban every single person who has answered that. Uh. <laughs> so, yeah, as I mentioned last week, uh, VGA is now available more places than ever. Uh, you're already listening to us, which we really do appreciate. But tell a friend about the show and tell them they can check us out on places like Spotify. Uh, and if you want to check me out, uh, my offer stands. If anyone that was affected by the Activision stuff, uh, if you want to reach out, I'm on Twitter at Maddie C. Allen. Uh, I've been there. And, yeah, we're feeling for you. Well, as always, you can hit us up on Twitter at VG Apocalypse or me personally at Wikiparas if you want to hear occasional jokes maybe once or twice a week. Uh, anyway, that's been our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. robots yeah that really caught on those things were like a brief fad that like rich people had the, the reality was the like drugs. it's yeah. it's a tray that has a remote control built in yeah like, and it's like hey why just go get myself a beer when i can wait 15 minutes for this slow ass robot mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, it's like, like controlling ahead that i want a beer two hours from now put it on this tray yeah, yeah. <laughs> drive it in warm why Why control gyromite myself when Rob can do the same thing in 10 minutes? I could do that with my vacuum cleaner. <laughs> yeah. 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 Put yeah, a Roomba, yeah. on top and let it go. <laughs> what did you ever name it, by the way? Uh, Robotnik Loja. Nice. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy.